You know, when the crowd gets loud, that's a pop, right? But when G.I. Jane 2 gets announced, that's a fucking monster pop. I'm D. Straight, and I'm here with my man, Doctor of Destruction, actual PhD. You've read about him in all the academic journals. The guy's a fucking prodigy. It's Doctor Destruction, man. What's up, dude? Not much. Just enjoying the hottest angle in entertainment news and also some pretty decent wrestling this week. And Twitch icon, controversial figure, Reclaim Joey. What's happening now, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm excited to talk about some wrestling today and, and talk about some uh, some work shoot angles that we've seen on TV recently. And uh, also really excited to uh, do a preview of WrestleMania weekend. This is a big week. This is a big weekend. I'm excited about all that stuff, too. But right now, I'm really excited about this great American junk food that I just discovered. This may be the most idiocracy junk food of all time but it's cinnamon toast crunch and cocoa puffs popcorn did you say cinnamon chode crunch (laughs) (laughs) yes i sent in enough box tops and got cinnamon chode no cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) can you imagine i mean technically popcorn's kind of shaped like little chodes oh my god think about it (laughs) i don't know what's it what's the shape of a chode i can't believe we've gotten to this and we are under two minutes going and we're talking about the shape of a chode oh just be God. kind of like a like a one-sixth of a circle or something <laughs> I, it depends on your definition of a chode some people believe it's the gooch or the taint the okay the, the murph. murph or and some people think it's like a real stubby wiener so okay a popcorn kind of looks like that if you think about it i guess so man all right monster pop community chime in what's a chode yeah is it cinnamon toast crunch or is it cinnamon chode crunch that's toast crunch, yeah, but I, I just can't believe what's going on in my mouth when I put this stuff in there. When you put, the, do you feel like there's a chode in there? Or? Wait, you, when you put the no, when no, you put the no, chode in your mouth, you can't believe what's going on in your mouth. <laughs> Depending on what your definition of chode is, I either have an answer for that or I have no experience. Okay, oh my god, um, don't lie. <laughs> You've never licked a taint. Well, it's wait, up to the audience to decide which it is. Let's just kick it off, man, because we've got we've got a huge weekend coming up, as you said, with all the WrestleMania shows in Dallas. Joey and I are in the DFW area, so we're going to be attending some of those shows. Um, do you guys want to start off with a, with a little preview, and then we can kind of uh, talk a little bit about AEW TV and the incredible New Japan Cup uh, final matches? Man, that sounds good. Honestly, before we get into WrestleMania, I mean, can we talk about what fucking happened at the Oscars and if it's a work or not? Yeah, no one is talking about that, so we fit, we feel that we need to address that. <laughs> you need Monster Pops <laughs> really, really under the radar. Yeah. So tell them what happened, Joey. For uh, so for those that don't follow, like you know, deep corners of uh, the internet. <laughs> uh, Chris Rock he uh, makes a joke about. Will Smith's wife. This is all I saw. I didn't see any of the Oscars otherwise. Uh, and uh, he, did anyone? She, I guess she she suffers from a condition called alopecia, and it causes hair loss. So she's got like a a shaved head look, and um, you know, like GI Jane. And he says, he says, I can't wait for GI Jane two to come out. I can't wait for that or something like. What did he? I don't know. He said something like that. I fucking butchered it, but that yeah. was basically it. Yeah, I was around. Okay, I was around when GI Jane came out, and Demi Moore was hot shit still at the yeah. time. And when she shaved her head for the role, it was like they got a lot of publicity out of that. They got the machine going. So I was here. I heard about it, and I'm sure it was all just manufactured shit. Because who gives a shit? For those that aren't old enough to remember, that's kind of where that comes from. 
And I don't think I don't think CR knew what the fuck's going on. He doesn't follow Jada Pinkett Smith's Instagram where she announced that she has alopecia or made a post about just saying fuck it and shaving her head. But hey, saying fucking and shaving your head when you're going bald, I'm there with you, Miss Smith. Mrs. Smith, sorry. Dang, Davey, I can't wait for G.I. Jane 2 to come out. <laughs> I can't believe Natasha's gonna be, put you in it. Natasha's going to be walking in the door any minute now to fucking deliver a fucking kibashi chop to your face. <laughs> 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 fucking dishonor me so, like that, motherfucker. Once he, once, he, once he made that joke, I guess Will Smith got upset by it. She looked pretty upset by it, honestly. Well, he was laughing at it. He was laughing, and then she looked upset. So he pro- honestly, he probably, she, he probably looked over at her when he was laughing, and she was like, mm-mm. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't want to fucking hear it when I got home. So he fucking got up and defended her honor, and he slapped the fuck out of Chris Rock. Although, I tr- I fucking watched this clip, like, so many times, and either just Will Smith just does not know how to throw a slap or hit anybody, but he missed. And I, I was like, man, is this a work? Or what? I thought it was a work, too. He missed! The first, yeah, the, my first pass, my first couple passes at it, I thought it was a work. Right. Straight up. He fucking hits, like, he fucking swings his hand, and he hits, like, his chest, like, his upper chest, almost like a chop. Like, it was almost just a regular-ass chop. But, like, the wrong direction. Yeah, the wrong direction. It looked almost like a chop. And he fucking completely missed Chris Rock's face. There was no smack. There was, like, a... That's why there was a big, loud, like, microphone thump. Because... He was probably wearing a microphone in his lapel, right? In his like shirt or uh, jacket, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah so he yeah. probably smacked the shit out of the fucking microphone. That's why it made that sound. Zero smack. If there was, we would have heard it through that microphone. So he completely missed. Uh, looked like a. I don't know. I think he. I think he got him a little bit. I don't know. It was yeah. a very. Like he got him a little bit, but maybe you know, yeah. kind of like what you're saying with like does not a furrow punch. I think the guy's just so used to doing like a work Hollywood style like punch or slap or whatever <laughs> that he probably just. Went back to his training or whatever and landed a because I mean Chris Rock no sold. Look, if he hit, if he actually did hit him, if you've ever been slapped in the face before, your eye will water up. Even even if you can handle it, even if you're tough, whatever, your eye's gonna swell up. You're gonna fucking well up. And uh, that didn't happen to Chris Rock. He fucking no sold it. He shook it off and he was like, "Dang, I just got slapped by Will Smith." He didn't give a fuck. He didn't miss a beat and didn't look shaky. You didn't hear any. He shaky. missed a little bit of a beat, like he he kind of botched going back into the show. You could tell he maybe, was a little shaken up. Maybe, but he didn't look shaken up to me at all. He looked I like thought, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, man, I thought um, <clears throat> it was a very theatrical slap. You know, it's almost like um, if John fucking Barrymore or Lawrence Olivier was gonna fucking <laughs> slap you, that's how you'd get it. And does that? Just is that just testament to Will Smith? I don't know. It's being a self serious fucking actor now. I don't know. It, to me, it looked like it looked like he no sold it. It looked like he did not give a fuck. To me, and he didn't have shakiness in his voice. He might have botched it. a little bit. He might have botched it because even if it was a work, you might be like, "Wow, we just really did that." So you might be shaken up like that. But he didn't like blink. He didn't have like he didn't well up nothing, and he fucking made more jokes and like. <laughs> Uh, I, God, I wish, I wish that he would have just stopped the show down. And um, when Will Smith was yelling, "Keep my wife's name," I wish he would have just said, "Why don't you come up here and try that again, motherfucker?" <laughs> <laughs> right? He goes, you know, just hijack the whole show. And then show goes off the air. Will Smith the goes, has, "Keep my wife's the, name out your fucking mouth." <laughs> and like, that was very theatric dude, too, wasn't it? That it was really straight was, up yeah. out of a performance. It was, and then he fucking had to say it again. He's like, "All right, I won't. I will, dude. I'll do that, dude. God." 
over a G.I. Jane joke. And like he even fucking said it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> He should have just said, he should have responded with, yes, she deserves to die and I hope she burns oh my hell. God. Oh my God. Oh shit. So well, the thing that has me thinking it's like less of a work is this is some Bush League level like booking, right? You put the hottest angle on the show in the middle of the card. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh. It buries the main event. Oh. I don't know. I don't even know who won Best Picture. Him. Did, wait, wait. Did he win Best Actor? He did. He won Best Actor. And then he gave a speech about how uh, he wants to be a vessel of love and whatnot. Give me a fucking break, dude. <laughs> he talked he a lot about sing. what God wants and what the devil's doing. Give me a fucking like break, that. dude. He did a Twitter apology live in front of the camera because he had the opportunity to. Isn't isn't Will Smith on some Scientology shit or was on yes. some Scientology? Oh, okay. man. Dude, that should have been part of the response. <laughs> Chris Rock should have roasted his ass for that. He said, uh, <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. Enron or whatever the fuck. What is the fucking alien's name? Fucking oh my god, I don't know, but you know, you basically you, sprocket. He like, he's not uh, gonna look down good on this. Uh, I mean, you could have said, I'm still standing, so maybe those fucking Scientology self defense classes need to fucking up their game a little it's bit. It's a right? Xenu, right? Xenu, Scientology, uh, the uh, Zenu. space dictator of the Galactic Confederacy. <laughs> they need to get Terry Funk in there to teach the fucking class. Xenu would uh, not want me to behave class. like this. <laughs> fucking Elroy Jetson <laughs> would look down on me today for what I did. Elroy Jetson. I could fucking just make up some space shit. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh Fuck. man. Well, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's entertainment right there. We just had to talk yeah, about it because it looked like a work fucking slap to me. Or and if it wasn't, I thought a, it was worked as fuck. It was but. if it wasn't a work slap, it was a slap straight out of fucking Nia Jax's repertoire. So it was just so bad, so fucking bad. No, because she he uh, he didn't accidentally injure someone that he didn't. Yeah, try. No, I guess Nia you're right. Jax yeah. would have fucking had him. Would have had him. Who's throws, getting stretchered out of there? You remember that match from like TNA where that uh the the chick from Survivor wrestled. Oh God! Oh, what was her and name? And she did those hilarious slaps. It looked like those slaps. The minus five stars. Uh, Survivor match. Jenna or something like that. Like Jenna, Jenna something. It was something along those lines. Holy shit! I can't remember. <laughs> well, there's still time. I guarantee any of these promotions we're going to talk about in a minute that are running Dallas WrestleMania weekend would love to have this on their card, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone would kill for this. Yeah, yeah, still time to make it happen. Will Smith versus Chris Rock. That's like some celebrity deathmatch shit. Remember that? Like if Glory Pro Wrestling <laughs> could get that? Oh, my God. You put them right on the map. Well, um, speaking of Glory Pro Wrestling, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about uh, when we want to preview WrestleMania weekend? What an insane fucking four days it's going to be. We got a wild fucking week ahead of us. Um, we're going to be attending a lot of the shows. And we're going to be watching yeah. WrestleMania. We're going to have at least two separate episodes. So one of the episodes will be just WrestleMania. Good God, nights one and two. Oh, no, we're gonna. Hell. Are we gonna do it? I mean, we gotta, right? Or I guess we have to. I guess it's duty. Jesus, I'm, man, I'm looking um, at this. I'm looking at this card, and oh man, it is a doozy. Let's do that first. Let's run down. Let's run down. But, but before I get before we get to that, actually. <laughs> Keep an eye on our social media. If you're not following all of our social media, follow all our social media. We're going to be posting videos. We're going to be posting stuff. Davey and I are going to be there live at a lot of the shows. We're going to talk about which ones we're going to be at. And so we're going to be posting videos, pictures. We're going to be doing live tweets. Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're going to be hanging out with our chodes out. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So you don't want to miss any of that stuff on social media. So, but yeah. we got I got to figure out what a chode is so I can get it out. <laughs> okay. So, 
we're gonna start here with uh with our coverage of WrestleMania. We're gonna we're gonna get get a preview of WrestleMania since we're gonna do a standalone episode for that. This is what we have to look forward to for this year's WrestleMania. Could you be any less hyped for WrestleMania in your life? Yeah, so night one, we've got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. That should be fine. Um, I think, okay. again, it's like one of those matches that probably be better than like literally any other promotion but WWE, but it'll probably be fine for what it is. Then Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Oh, my God. They always get the pop culture, a very topical pop culture. Oh, uh, we've... We've got some pop culture on this show. Is he the first yeah. YouTuber that's ever made it to a wrestling show? Not a wrestling show, I'm sure, but a WrestleMania. Okay, not a wrestling probably. show, you're right, but like a WrestleMania, yeah. I think so. And, and he was there last year, too. Yeah, you're right. He didn't have an actual match. You're right, you're right. And, and you and you said that he could have been a main event level here. Honestly, I do remember saying that. I was actually just about to say that. This might not be as bad as we think it's going to be. I don't like Jake Paul, but maybe that's what's going to make it awesome, too. It's Logan Paul. He, for I'm sorry, Logan for. Paul, Jake Paul, whatever the fuck. Dickhead Paul, shithead Paul. Hate them all. Little dick Paul. I don't give a fuck about You know, Paul I don't brothers. have an opinion on these guys because I don't fucking look at any of their shit and I have never been motivated. You should be relieved. So. I mean, I know that one, one of the guys has, you know, done some MMA or some boxing or whatever, but tr- I don't know which one it is and I tr- give a yeah, shit. Yeah, trust me when I tell you you'd hate them too, but... Yeah. He actually looked pretty natural and had a good look, and uh, you know I'll give him give that credit there. And I have to say, it might not end up being as bad as we think it's going to be. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. I'll probably eat my words on that one, but maybe well, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, the next match on the card, uh, as I buried that one random redditor a few weeks ago, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Oh my god, yeah, there was somebody that was pumped about that. Dude, <laughs> yeah. that's why they're using Drew McIntyre on this show. Is there anybody okay, I guess I guess there is, but I was gonna say, is there anybody that's interested in Baron Corbin at all? Like as a wrestler? And I guess there are because um I think they're actually interested in him as a sports entertainer. God damn, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean they use him as a heel, but I don't know. I don't have anything to add about that. That guy gives me a fucking... He's fucking dead, boring. Gives me dead brain. <laughs> yeah, that guy's bad. Uh, next up, we've got The Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Who the fuck is Rick Boogs? He was Rick Boogenhagen, and he um, he had a good, like a like a 80s rock. Oh, isn't he like the circus strongman? He is now, I think, but he was like the... No, he was like an 80s rock guy like he was like, oh, okay. a, like a what's the fucking like freddie mercury fucking kind of guy and uh i think he was he was starting to get over in nxt people really seemed to like him and he would do this really high-pitched like 80s met hair metal fucking scream which i hated and um oh, i don't God. know what they're doing with him now i guess they brought him up to the roster and he's doing something he's he, they changed his name to rick boogs Instead of Boogenheim, Boogenheimer, Boogenheim. Fuck. And, uh, we're gonna call. Yeah, you, I don't know, man. We're gonna call you Rick Booger. <laughs> like I'm surprised they didn't so, make it Rick. Was there another Circus Strongman gimmick after Simon Gotch? Uh, not for a while. I don't remember any. I don't remember there being any. Well, Simon Gotch was. He was basically a Circus Strongman. Yeah, they were, sure. were, they, were they the vaudevillains? The vaudevillains, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, or a vaudeville or Circus Strongman, oh whatever. Is not much differentiation. <laughs> Yeah, uh, rough. 
Yeah, next up we have just a random tag match. That one was for the uh, SmackDown tag title. Uh, the next one's just a random match. Uh, King Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Okay. Butch can't even make it into the match. God damn. Who, who is Kofi Kingston's partner? Uh it's Xavier Woods. It's, he's yeah. a king of the ring, oh, so he's it's rocking new, the, it's gotcha, the new gotcha, day. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, but yeah, I don't know why they're not just the fucking new day, but whatever. Right. Then uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, who's g- coming in cold. And are we sure that's yeah. happening? Ninety nine percent. Is mean, that the yeah. main event? If they haven't, no, that's not this? the main event. If they haven't announced it, then it's it's we don't know if it's happening. Straight up, I'm just gonna say that. I forget that WWE will try to put over that. Oh, there's multiple multiple main events on every card, and b- because on the segment we just watched, I guess from Raw, where Seth freaking Rollins had a meeting with Vince, which is a, just an awful segment. Seth is so bad at this <laughs> shit. He um, Vince said, "Oh, if you're gonna be at WrestleMania, you have to it has to be your own main event." What the fuck? So, yeah. Then the uh, the current main event, but I think night one's also when we get another segment that'll be the actual main event. But the main event is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown's Women's Championship. And then the actual sort of main event is the KO Steve Austin segment, but that's not like officially announced yet. But that's likely what we're getting. Okay, so there's three main events on this card according to them. Yes. That- and you have two nights, so you get... Even more main events. Six main events. How's that even a thing now? Doing two (laughs) nights when when you have no crowd, no problem. They had a crowd last year, right? Yeah. And they did two nights, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did they run the same building? They, uh, yeah, for both nights, yeah. Joey, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they at AT AT&T Stadium? Yeah, they are. And they're running that building that twice. massive fucking building twice i just got an email today that it said from 2k games so they're impl- they're uh they're dispatching their video game email list to get this going and it says 30 percent off wrestlemania tickets <laughs> oh man they're desperate to fill this straight up yeah 30 percent off wrestlemania tickets buy now wrestlemania here we come attention wwe universe WWE, blah 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 it's insane who wants these i'm gonna click the link well, I'm trying to look up the the capacity for AT&T Stadium. Um, Isn't it like no 100K? Was, 100K is the number that popped into my head. Yeah, it's like 100K. Yeah, I'm looking at their page. It says uh, 80K, but it's expandable to 105K. No way they expand it to 105 if they're... If From what I understand, they're like in like the 60, 50-ish range. I'm going to look right now. I'm going to look right now. I'll fucking say find tickets. So if we're going to go to night one... Let's see. Joey and I went to WrestleMania at the in that building in 2016, mm-hmm. which was maybe the worst WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> I felt so bad like because like there was there was something for no one on that show. I felt so nothing for everyone. I felt so bad because like we were excited and Davey got us the tickets and then we went and then like you know the show was so rotten and we were trying to have fun we would we would legitimately tried to have a really good time and honestly we, i did have a good time like for legit i did have a yeah that's a good memory we got some cra- and, we got some crazy yeah. stories from that shit too but like i remember like at the end of the show davy looks over me in the most fucking somber fucking look i've ever seen and he goes dude 
I think we just watched. I just wish we, we we attended the worst WrestleMania of all time, <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, "No, nah, dude, it was okay." Remember Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Title and stuff like that. I was like, "No, nah, dude, no." <laughs> dude lost it the next night. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's that. It was it was pretty rotten, but it was fun. It's I guess let's quickly walk through night two, uh, four way ta- uh, match for the women's tag championship match. Uh, these are random ass teams. Zelina and Carmella, Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Oof. and then Natalia and Shayna Blazer. Get everyone on the show. Dump them all into one match. Yeah. In an anything goes match, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Oh my God. <laughs> are we going to get some uh, penis trauma? You know, this match. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm yeah. ready to see the fucking Johnny Knoxville bunk. Is it ever going to happen? The fact that Johnny Knoxville is on the fucking show and not doing jackass shit is fucking stupid. I want his chance. I, I want to see if, him if ever... take the sickest bunk of all time. I want to see and if he doesn't. Shit. What's the point? Exactly. Uh, then we've got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. We've talked about the whole lead up to that awful. What angle. is this card? It's so far away from pro wrestling. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a so... triple threat tag match. Uh, for the Raw title, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Then Edge versus AJ Styles. And then the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Title unification match, but they've already said they'll add another world title to the brand once they're unified. What's the point then? Exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's a lot of matches. That's only one night? Six matches, night two. Seven matches, night one. And then you've got that... uh. Supposedly the Austin KO segment on night one, too. So that's like eight things. Oh, my God, dude. What a fucking slog that shit's going to be. Should we yeah. raise money um, for charity and get people to pledge, you know, X amount of dollars per minute of WrestleMania that we want to watch? <laughs> I'd be so down to do charity. There we go. Charity they, uh... Like get your mother to pledge a nickel for every minute of WrestleMania that you endure. It's like the opposite of a fun run. Yeah. It's an unfun watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, any any kind of closing thoughts about that, Joey? Uh, no. I mean, that's night one. Let's fucking get past it as fast as possible, straight up. That was night one and two. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dr. Destruction? Are you... Um... I think this will be, like... I mean, some of the funnest like watch parties we have are when we're watching like the worst wrestling. Yeah, this could be, and and I've joked like you know all week that you guys could potentially like not even just on this, but you could be watching some of like some match of the year contenders and some of the worst matches you'll ever see in your life. You know, they're still the biggest wrestling company in, in the world, and they don't even have spots for their professional wrestlers because. It's not that they don't know how to build them, and, and maybe they don't. They don't care to build them. They don't care. They don't yeah. need to. Yeah, they don't They don't need to. People are going to still spend $5,000 for their fucking WrestleMania ticket, and they're going to fucking enjoy it, and they're, they're going to make a fuck ton of money from this. This shit will never change if we keep supporting it. If Well, they're you know, WWE fans are going to watch, and then their strategy, and they must have the numbers for this, is to bring in people you know, that supposedly will will draw additional eyes on the product, you know, whether it's fucking Floyd Mayweather years back or whether it's Conor McGregor or what the fuck ever. 
you know, this year it's one of the Paul brothers and Johnny Knoxville. They got to have numbers for that. They certainly don't care about quality. It's just a market tested. It's just all market tested television. I mean, last year you had Bad Bunny. Yeah. I mean, what wasn't he on uh, the Royal Rumble this year as well? Yeah, he sure was. There you go. So, and I'm sure they got the numbers back from people, you know, outside. They also have a also pretty cool just because it's not really being promoted. There is an NXT show, uh, Stand and Deliver. Oh no. The only things that like stand out to me because I don't recognize half these names anymore. Uh, we've got Dolph Ziggler, the champion versus Braun Breaker. What what kind of like what year is it again? Why is Dolph then, uh, Ziggler the champion? I don't know, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So a guy and that then, habitually uh, loses on TV goes down to NXT to win the title. How does that make NXT look? Well, bad. I think they don't they, care yeah. at this point. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, no, they definitely don't care. Um, the NXT 2.0 era. God damn, dude. God damn. It's a lesser brand and they don't, you know, they don't try to they don't try to work that at all. And then there's also uh LA Knight versus uh Walter. So Walter's on that Apparently show. By a different name. Why is he wrestling yeah. LA Knight? Who wants to see this? I don't know. LA Knight's okay, I guess, but like who wants to see this fucking match? Why we could have had like this could have been like Pete Dunn's last hurrah on the fucking on NXT and they could have did Pete Dunn versus Walter again or some shit. Like they could have done Yeah. Like and it would have been a crazy match. And I would it would have been must watch. Dude, nobody's going out of their way to watch. I love Walter. Probably one of the best guys they have in the might be the best guy they have in the company. And like nobody's going out of their way to fucking watch Walter versus fucking LA Knight. I'm sorry. End of the day, it's a place that guys like that can go and make some money. But every wrestling, professional wrestling company that travels or has ever thought about traveling will be running shows in Dallas this weekend. And the schedule is hectic. It's hectic for the in-ring talent, or let's just call them wrestlers. Fuck. We're talking about WWE. I'm calling them in-ring talent. It's hectic (laughs) for some of the wrestlers. And, And I want you to pay attention to some of the bell times for these events and the dates. And the reason I say that is there are guys who are on one card wrestling somewhere in the show, and then they've got to jump in a car and get to the other side of downtown and get ready to work another match within hours. So let's say there's an event with a bell time of seven. You'll see guys that are working that show, presumably early in the card, and then they're working another show on the other side of downtown that, you know, has its first match at eight o'clock, presumably later on the card. That's literally what guys are doing. So if there's some kind of traffic, there's going to be some anxiety in these guys. It's fucking crazy. I've never seen anything like this. So Thursday, the 31st, and Joey and I will be down at Fair Park for some of the collective shows. First show of the weekend, Thursday, March 31st at 11 a.m., <laughs> At Fair Park in Dallas, Glory Pro Wrestling has a, an event called Cemetery Gates. Now, Joe, do you know about Glory Pro? Uh, no, I do not know anything about Glory Pro. They're running right before Bloodsport in the same building. What building are? What building is this that they're going to be running in? It's uh, it's called the uh, Embark Cadero building, which I don't know which one that is. I'm sure I've been there. You know, been to the State Fair, but. They have several large buildings down in Fair Park. Um, 
some for spectators. There's literally some where they do like stock shows and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's not the case. I don't want there to be dirt kicking up, <laughs> dust kicking up and shit. Oh my god. I, I know I've been, I went to, of all things, a roller derby event in Fair Park once, and they have like an old, um, I have an old auditorium that has seating, and I could see it being that building, but I I didn't check. So those buildings down down there are historic, which is to say they're old. I don't know if they've been updated in any way, shape, or form, which is fine. Like I like an, I like an old school feel, especially when it comes to wrestling, now that the sportatorium is has been torn down and replaced by liquor stores. It's weird that they didn't get Gillies. <laughs> Gillies would have been a nice spot for that. There's lots going on at Gillies, but yeah, they may have not even looked at it. Yeah. Um and, fucking... and I think this these buildings in Fair Park can certainly hold bigger crowds. I don't know that they're going to draw bigger than what Gillies would hold. Gillies for anybody who who doesn't know is a, is a live music venue and kind of an old shit kicker bar that they've modernized and I honestly think that um that they're gonna draw quite a bit at whatever building that they run in. Like I would wouldn't be surprised if it was some straight up sellouts. We'll see, man. There's um the general admission section I think is gonna be pretty big. I think the floor yeah. seats will probably go. What match what draw is on? Like what are they trying to use as a draw for Glory Pro? Okay. So their main event is somebody named Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. I've is, heard of Davey you... Vega, yeah. I have, have okay. actually heard of Davey Vega. Mm-hmm. And their opponent, this I believe is their main event. Their opponents are No Remorse Core, which is a tag team consisting of Davy Richards and Rocky Romero. Yeah, I remember that. That was the um, that was the name that they had of their uh, their stable when they were in Ring of Honor when they were doing that faction warfare stuff. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some there's plenty other matches on that, but we're gonna we're gonna skip that. I, I will say scheduled to appear at that event also is Alley Catch and somebody named Dan the Dad. I've heard of Dan the Dad too. Yeah, I actually have. Um, all right, so moving on. Joey and I will be parking, paying forty dollars to park, and showing up in our seats by three o'clock for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Eight, which has a mm. bell time of three p.m. in the same building that we just mentioned. These are by far in my in the past have been my favorite GCW shows. This is the event, um, other than Supercard of Honor, this is the event I'm looking forward to the most, and maybe even the most, just at, for for pure, uh, you know, as a pure spectator event, I think this might be the event I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, they they do um, like a, a shoot work uh, wrestling matches, and there's no ropes, and like you have guys that you don't think are normally good as pro wrestlers that are on here sometimes, and they're fucking awesome. Like I remember they like last year there was um there was a match between Yoya and Starboy Charlie and they fucking killed it. Like two guys wrestling a shoot style that are the same size. The match was awesome. It was ex- the matches were exciting and they were different. They were very different than what you usually get and uh, I love this style of wrestling. It's fantastic. Very ground and yeah, pound, I'm very violent. Awesome. Very violent with like a uh, without using like weapons and and garbage and bullshit like that. It's it's a lot of fucking fun to watch. Let's run down that card. Yeah, man. So looks like the opening match is uh, Zeta Zang versus Marina Shafir. Does anybody know about okay. these two? Workers? I know Marina Shafir. She was uh, yeah. she was in in NXT. She's a former UFC fighter, and uh, she's also married to Roderick Strong, I believe. 
Um, okay. She's pretty good. I, they fired her from WWE. I don't know why. She was probably she was one of part of one of those uh, those cuts. Um, they who, never really used her as a wrestler. She was just like a goon. Yeah, they used her as Shayna Baszler's goon. But it's cool to see her like uh, out there, you know, uh, perfecting her craft out there on the indies and stuff like that. She was on last year's Bloodsport, and she was fucking awesome. And just absolutely insane that nobody's picking her up. So, or at least they haven't yet. Actually, insane that they let her go too. She's fucking great. Um, who is the who is her opponent? Zeta 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 Zang. Zeta Zang. Yeah. Zeta Zang. That sounds familiar too. I think it she's. Does. I think she was one of the ones in the uh, May Young Classic. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Th- no. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I do yeah. remember her. I remember her being pretty good. And she did some NXT. Yeah, yeah. just as yeah. Zeta. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I remember her being pretty good uh, on the Mae Young Classic and stuff, and so this should be actually be really good. So far, fucking one for one. Let's go. All right, next match, your boy Timothy Thatcher versus Jr. Kratos. Oh man, we saw Jr. Kratos at uh at the New Japan show. He was good, big man. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah it should Tim- be good. Timothy I mean, Thatcher being there is enough cause for celebration yeah. has yeah. he worked many events since uh he was cut i don't think so i think this will be his first thing back i'm not sure though I, he's hard to follow like he's hard to keep up with because he doesn't do social media at all yeah I don't even, you're right like yeah. yeah yeah he does zero social media and that's like i don't know if that's part of his gimmick or if he believes in it that way he's very straight laced and just a fucking hard-edged dude and like he uh, he's awesome he's top tier he's absolutely fucking top tier and uh, i'm stoked to see him on the card wrestling anybody i I'm, yeah according to according to cage matches was the this will be this first match since uh getting cut okay yeah that's what i thought i try to keep up with him and see what he's doing but yeah it's just really difficult so there we go i guess i'm on point then so stoked to see him wrestle kratos is a pretty good big man but i still haven't really seen enough of kratos yet i know he's on new japan strong and stuff um so i'm excited for this too so two for two Next match is Clash of Styles for sure. You've got Speedball Mike Bailey mm. against New Japan Young Lion Yuya Imura. Yeah, so like I said, Yuya really good at like like a uh, fucking really good at his mat game. Like he surprised oh, me. Yeah, he's he's a legit. Yeah, he's a legit um, collegiate wrestler in Japan. Like oh um, really? Yeah, I think he was uh, somewhat decorated. God, if I'm not mistaken. They Greco Roman guy, so he's legit. They book him like such a dipshit on GCW shows, and uh, whenever they have Wait, him on you, Bloodsport, I'm not talking about Yoya. I said Yuya Yamora. Oh, Yuya Yamora! Oh, Yuya Yamora! Oh my God! From uh, from fucking uh, he's a New, young, Japan. New Japan Young Lion. Yeah, the yeah. Young Lion. Yeah. Oh my God! I thought you said Yoya, and I was like, Oh my he's God! He's on the card too. He's also on the card. He is on the card. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh We're just not God. to him yet. Yeah, Yuya Yamora. We call him Baby Kobashi, and uh, he's in, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and he's legit. Like he's a legit. He's a legit Matt guy. He's oh, a legit man. Greco-Roman guy, yeah. Well, where's the cl- cl- cool. Clash of Styles? This sounds like it's going to be fucking perfect. The Clash of Styles is you've got you've got this big stoic um Japanese young lion who's in that, you know, very you know, very serious dojo and is a decorated, you know, collegiate wrestler against a guy who's fucking next level high flyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. And a yeah. speed like an American kind of juniors wrestler. Yeah, speed speedball, ball, but yeah, it should be cool. And yeah. no ropes for speedball. So that's gonna you know it's gonna be very interesting. Well he so has he like a he has an actual martial arts background, right? 
I think so, yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Okay, this should so. be good. I mean, anything I've seen with Speedball has been absolute gold uh, since he's been he had his resurgence. So I'm excited for this. Next match, Royce Isaacs versus Bad Luck Tito. Okay, Royce Isaacs, I, I, I know him from... Uh, from um, NWA, and he's he's like a real fucking raw looking dude. But he was uh, he was in the tag team with that guy that uh, wasn't that was briefly in WWE. Uh, I think his name was Bram or something. I don't know what his name is now, but he was in a tag team with him in NWA. So I'm a little bit familiar with him, and I thought he was pretty good. Um, we'll see about that. Who is his opponent again? Bad Luck Tito. Oh yeah, Bad Luck Tito. The only thing I know about him is we saw him on a G- was it a GCW show? Uh, we saw him like uh, like once or twice, and he was he was okay. And I know the big story behind him is he um, he stopped. Um, God, he fucking saved somebody in the crowd one time. He beat somebody's ass. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember like what it in was? A, in a, like a legit? Yeah, yeah. Like apparently, maybe it was like some guy like hitting his girlfriend or something like that, and he he like jumped out of the ring and beat the guy's ass. Oh shit. I think we're getting some real obscure territory you, here. Yeah, do you remember this guy? You remember that, right? No, I don't remember that. You remember no. that, Koss? Wait, we watched that together. Oh, uh I kind of remember it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Weird shit happens on those shows, dude. It all just kind of blends together. Was he the guy who jumped out um jumped out into the crowd and saved me when you started wailing on me and at the GCW show we went to, Joe? <laughs> and you're like, help, <laughs> help, please, help, help, Tito, please. Tito. Help, um, please. <laughs> next match, we've got Yoya, the actual Yoya. The Yoya. <laughs> versus, oh, versus Ninja Mac. Oh, my God. This should be really interesting. It should be a lot of fucking fun to watch, and it'll be the perfect palate cleanser between matches. But Yoya is a legit, like, like a legit style, um, but they book him like a goofball on GCW. He's just like a small dude that they get that gets thrown around. Yeah. He's not very good at the pro wrestling part. But he is good at shoot wrestling, and uh, he surprised me last time I saw him on on Bloodsport. I have no yeah, idea what to expect from. Ninja I don't. Mac I don't either. Like, what the hell is gonna happen with Ninja Mac? I have no idea be, what to expect. Yeah, that that's something to look forward to. Uh, next, <laughs> we've wait. got uh, Russian citizen Masha Slamovich yes. versus Janai Kai. Yeah, I've heard. Okay. Uh, not, Masha Slamovich is a uh, is a name that has been uh, growing quite quickly in the last like several months. Excited to see her, and uh, we saw her last time, and she was pretty fucking cool. Her name is really growing. I think we're going to start seeing her a lot this year. And she's already stateside. She doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to make any strange travel arrangements from uh, warring Russia to to the states for for these dates. I yeah yeah I don't think so. <laughs> okay, good. Hopefully, no. I'm just saying. No, for yeah. legit. Like I hope she's yeah. stateside already. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we've got Alex Coughlin, Coughlin uh, versus Slade. Uh, Alex Coughlin had the fucking coolest spot last. I don't know anything about Slade, but um, Alex Coughlin, another New Japan young lion from the LA Jojo, he had the sickest spot last year on uh, on Bloodsport, and uh, he did this like move where you know that you know that old move where somebody's got your arm and you lift them up and you do the power bomb. Yeah, sure. But he did it. Yeah, in, somebody's he, got you in the arm bar. Yeah. You saw he, that in the cop, yeah. He did it in the most fucking insane way. And I wish I could find the clip to show you, but we all fucking were like out of our seats seeing that spot. Like the way he did it was like fucking nuts. Just this insane feat of strength that he did. 
It was awesome. He's he's really good. Huge bright future. Can't wait to see him on this show too. Slade, by the way, is a Calgary guy, and um, Bret Hart had a hand in his training. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, he does a sharpshooter. Can you believe it? Wow. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Insane. So, yeah. Looking forward to that, man. Yeah. That there's sounds a, like it's a lot good. of these guys I either haven't seen before or I've just seen them a handful of times. So I'm pretty stoked. Uh, GCW stoked should get a, a like a booker. They should get like Gabe Sapolsky or something and just fucking turn this into like a full blown, like its own promotion that doesn't just run every once in a while. And just book it just like this because the match, the, the, it's so good and the fucking matches sound so exciting all the time. Next up, we've got John Hennigan versus a recently <laughs> announced Noah superstar Simon Gotch. Oh my God. Simon Gotch, yeah. feel best know from shooting on Enzo Amore, which is randomly <laughs> popped up on almost everyone's YouTube recommended feeds. How did that fucking happen? Like, really? Like, how did no how did they hit like the gold mine of YouTube recommendations to the point where they show all over the fucking place? Like, literally, like, there's like every every once in a while, like every few months, it's on everybody's fucking recommended. Yeah, no matter how I've much you've watched, I've it, only seen it once. And it really? was a few years ago, so I think that just that the fact that that algorithm is pushing it out to you tells you a lot about your tastes. No, I don't think so, man. Because <laughs> it's like it's 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 become a meme now. It's become a meme. Oh, like yeah, gotcha. everybody on Reddit talks about it and stuff like that. It's like become like a thing. But, like, but ironically, I, mean, like, he's good. I think both were kind of hated backstage, weren't they? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know about Enzo, but I know I know like people Enzo annoyed people. But as far as his likability goes, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so people didn't like Simon Gotch at all. Well, he's headed to Japan to work Noah. Interesting. I mean, they he's, made a um, yeah, they made a big announcement. He's on actually not bad. I mean, he was working a lot in yeah. like since leaving WWE, he was working for MLW in that Contra um, uh, stable and. He's actually not a bad wrestler. I know it's like he's kind of like the butt of a lot of jokes nowadays, but he's really not bad. And I remember him exist. I remember his uh, his stuff, like his name was growing before he came to WWE at all. So I've we've really never seen him be really good in WWE either because he was doing a silly gimmick. So yeah. So Josh Barnett, he's on the card. It's his show. His opponent is Jonah who you may remember as Bronson Reed in NXT. Yeah. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. I like uh I guess we're going to see Jonah get fucking thrown around. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. Josh Barnett's um, like a big boy to throw around. Josh Barnett is like the indie Brock Lesnar. He can <laughs> he's just he shows up to do something fucking insane every once in a while. I'm not much of a MMA guy. In fact, I'm not at all and in fact kind of some of it especially the culture around it annoys the fuck out of me but i watched in the mid aughts i would watch pride the the japanese mma company and Mm -hmm. some of his uh some of his matches and pride were fucking entertaining as shit and he would work the mic and you know it was you know because he had a pro wrestling background as well and it was a lot of fun and he was really good so um next we've got this is a big one for me as well. Chris Dickinson. So Joey will definitely be chanting Dirty Daddy. <laughs> is facing Minoru Suzuki. Um, This has like been a long time coming, right? So uh, this was supposed to be the match at Spring Break right before COVID, and it got canceled. 
and then um, did they actually end up having a match? They ended up having a match in like a, and this is like their rematch, so it should be good. I thought their first match was okay. Um, when we were at New Japan Strong back in September, he after, challenged and then yeah, yeah, he came out and challenged him. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know that it happened in a New Japan setting, but we're getting it here. And uh, I think it happened on GCW. Okay. Well, I'm always looking forward to Suzuki in, in person. Main events, <laughs> main event time. Uh, Biff Busick, fuck yeah. We gushed about him last show. Yeah. Versus John Moxley. This should be awesome. This should yeah, be, this fucking, be awesome. fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fucking cool as shit. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is, this is really one to circle. Don't miss this show. Yeah, um, John Moxley likes to play the tough guy and good wrestler, but not. I never really buy it when he does blood sport stuff. But um, yeah, let's Biff see. Busey I think, yeah, is yeah. so. There's gonna be some stiff shit for sure. I think it's gonna be fun watching these guys square off. Well, uh, let's keep going, man. So don't miss that. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be reporting live on. Not only the card, but just the experience and the atmosphere in the building as well. And if any like weird dickheads are sitting around us, we'll make sure to roast them on the on the show. Um, <laughs> WrestleCon is going on in Dallas as it traditionally does WrestleMania weekend. It's going to be at the Fairmont Hotel, which is um, just a little north uh, northwest of downtown. AAA is doing an event called AAA Invades WrestleCon. Uh, main event there is Psycho Clown versus Black Taurus, and then there's a cruiserweight championship, which is Laredo Kid versus Bandino versus Flamita. Um, <laughs> 7 p.m. We've got a sh- slew of shows with a 7 p.m. bell time. So over at Gillies, the venue, the old shit kicker bar that's been converted into generic uh, a performance venue. Um, that's right down the street from Fair Park where we're going to be. MLW Intimidation Games. Your main event is EJ Dukia? Duca? No, sorry, Duca. Don't know him. Do you know EJ Duca? Anybody? No idea. No. This is their tag team championship. So maybe they've got a. What company is this? Going. MLW. Oh, this is MLW. Okay. What's the guy's name? So how does he spell it? N D U K A. His, his partner is Calvin Tankman. God damn it. Whatever happened to cool tag team names? You guys you? can't. You guys can't be like the Rolling Thunders or something. We'll be talking. We'll be talking about some potential. Time this guy's got a monster look, dude. Okay, this guy looks like a um, beast. And then looks like their their opponents are two brothers, Arez and Gino Medina. Um, the Von Ericks versus Fifty One Fifty is also on this card. Fuck, I wish the Von Ericks were working more this weekend. I wish they were. We should show up in GCW. Hopefully, they'll show up. Somewhere what's today. up with that? Are they, like, what's up I with that? Know. Why aren't they working more places? Does MLW? They don't have exclusive contracts. I know for a while they were they were really making a push to expand, and then they're they trying to happen. lock people down. Yeah, yeah. Is I, don't know. I guess Gringo Loco used to work at MLW too. I just saw like a random graphic with him on it. Hmm. Almost everybody's gone through there, man. You know, they True. were making a big push to expand before the ball started rolling on AEW. True, true. Um, also, a 7 o'clock bell time. This is in Irving, Texas. We've got uh, ROW and WCPW. I've heard of this row event because I've seen flyers around town. <laughs> Listen to this main event. Rob Van Dam and Booker T. What the fuck? And a guy named Ryan Davidson 
I know Ryan Davidson, Houston Personally? guy. This is a yeah. This is a um, this is definitely a, is this a book. ROW is reality of wrestling, so this is definitely a Booker yeah. T show. Yeah, yeah that's one yeah. of Booker T's students. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. Their opponents are Max Castellanos, Charlie Haas, who's, he's, I think he's from Oklahoma, but he was obviously with WWE, and Clayton Bloodstone. This is just Booker T running a show, having fun with the students. That's all this is. Yep. There's Bringing also in a- our Bob and Dan because they're buds. Like, that's all it is. Eight o'clock, the one that Dr. Destruction has been waiting for, texting us about, talking about, trying to get tickets to, trying to you know rearrange oh, his God, life so he can this? attend. At Gillies, eight o'clock bell, control your narrative, awakening. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. And they're the ones that got Gillies. Yeah, they got Gillies and MLW got Gillies. So this is immediately following MLW. In fact, I'll say this. This is weird, and maybe my guide is incorrect. Gillies has two sides. It's got a smaller venue and a larger venue. They could be running both because my information tells me that MLW is a 7 o'clock bell and Control Your Narrative is an 8 o'clock bell. MLW card is too big to be an hour-long event. So either I've got bad info or they're running both sides of that venue. But... Control your narrative. For the MAGA title tag team championship, we've got Titan and EC3 God. versus Eric Redbeard and Damo. So Demo. your boy... Your, oh, Damo, sorry. Uh, so our boy Eric Redbeard, who showed up in AEW for a second, and I, I, don't, I forgot about that. He made that yeah. appearance, and is that it? Was that a one-and-done booking? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was like definitely a second one-and-done, but... Yeah, it's, okay. it's the second time he appeared. Um, that's crazy. That's right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something really controversial. Oh, uh, <laughs> careful! I'm gonna say something really controversial. As much fun as it is to pile on this stuff, I think people are like not giving them the chance to, um, and they're being kind of stupid. But I think people are like overly dogpiling on them, and I. And I think like we hear stuff like Eric Redbeard working the show and Damo, who was the uh, the big guy in NXT and Sanity, um, they're just they're they're just working a show. You know what I mean? I don't think it really has a. Reflection. It might be unfair to like paint every performer with the same Ex- Yeah, that... exactly. Like them working this show does not mean that there's some kind of fucking psycho MAGA guy, and that doesn't even mean that EC3 was. But I watched that. I watched that. Um, I mean, fuck Titan or Braun Strowman or whatever he is. Fuck him. He's <laughs> fuck sucks. Piece of shit. But I, I read that that AMA that EC3 did on Reddit, and people were just so ready to crucify him, and they were asking questions and saying, "I bet he won't answer that." But he did. <laughs> he answered every question. Sometimes, he, like, well, the ones that you can, you can, you never can answer every question. I guess in an AMA. But people are like, oh, I bet he won't answer that one. All the like the controversial ones. And he answered every single one of those. It's insane how ready people are to fucking crucify and they weren't willing to listen and give him the chance to like save face and stuff like that. But with that said, they're not doing themselves any favors. They're not doing good. They have no PR and they have no fucking filter on what they're fucking saying. I saw a video of they're controlling their narrative, dude. They're trying to and they're fucking failing. 
and they're not controlling their narrative because people are fucking destroying their narrative. And like the, 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 one of the funny things was I saw him doing like an interview with Chris Van Vliet. And then he goes, we're trying to offer something different. We're not, we're trying to be different. We're, we're offering a company that's not backed by corporate, corporate money that are doing things on their own and prevent professional wrestling. And and he's, all he did is that's not different. That's just independent wrestling. That's literally just an independent wrestling company. He's not well, fucking. GCW is secretly run by Monsanto money. <laughs> Monsanto. <laughs> that's fucking. That's, so I thought that was really stupid. They just have like zero filter and there's nobody to be like, hey, that's fucking stupid to say. Don't say that. Well, we all know how much Braun knows about the indies. So it shouldn't so. be shocking. With that said, I have zero interest in Control Your Narrative. It might be fun to watch to see if it's kind of a shit show or whatever, but, like, I mean, I do kind of also think that people are just giving it, like, just piling on, and maybe for good reason. Who knows? So, I know that's, like, not the most popular thing to fucking say, but, I mean... Well, they've Yeah, but they've, they've done it to themselves. They put themselves out there as, like, the fucking... They really did, yeah. And there's money in that. I mean, fucking plenty of money in that and i guarantee there's a pretty big cross section of the wrestling uh fan population that watches fucking fox news you yeah know? so there's money so there's money in it you know i don't know if they're if they're working that if they're working those guys or if they really feel that way i don't know but since they're selling themselves as that and you know i hear what you're saying you don't want to necessarily paint these guys with the same brush but dude we're still going down the line so if you were a name and you wanted to make some money this weekend mm-hmm. there are other promotions to work yeah you know what i mean so you know everybody can draw their own conclusions also on this card we've got austin aries versus weston blake flip gordon versus dirty dango and killer cross versus vincent oh uh, my god it, didn't virgil you, go as vincent wait. for a while is it is, he, is it that is that not him yeah, is that not just straight up him is that is that not him Oh no, God. I think it's um, he's gonna be there. I, you know, he's gonna be on the GCW shows. I think, um, oh I think this Vincent was in <laughs> Ring of Honor. He's like a white guy with dreads and tattoos. He looks like for okay. anyone who knows hardcore, he looks like fucking Rick to life or somebody. Oh my God! I wish it was Virgil. And that guy that is Vincent so God versus Killer Cross. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Um, he's been on Impact this year. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. He's got a look. Wait up, a minute. So. Is he one of those guys from the end from uh, ROH? He was definitely later era ROH. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. I know who yeah. he is then. Okay. That's yeah. weird that he'd call himself Vincent though. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. That's 100% him. Okay. Don't we have some knowledge that they are, um, that they typically were running shows and then doing some editing and that's the belief yeah because we've seen we know they have put they have done shows yeah. but we haven't like, they, like seen them we recently they recently did a show and we tried to fucking find it i was under the impression that this was an actual pay-per-view because they were trying didn't did they get fight um to carry their event i don't or know i seriously have another s- carrier they're like honestly it's so unclear they have like like fight like they had their first event or something like that and I'm thinking it looks like overproduced. Like it looks like a, like they tried to make it all cinematic looking and stuff like that. And I think maybe that's why it's on a delay. I thought it was going to be like a live show or something like that. But I think they yeah. upload it later or they present it later. I really am having trouble understanding that. That that company is sure to fail. Like I'm just going to say it right now. I don't like to fucking wish like 
say that kind of thing, but like that company is sure to fail. Yeah, yeah they really seem to have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, there's just they, they're fucking up their PR. I guess they're getting the people to talk about them. You know, you, there's an argument too. There's no such thing as bad publicity, but like they don't, they have no fucking clue. It's, I don't know, man. They they can't even fucking communicate with the people that want to watch them. Because yeah. we tried, we fucking tried to watch them, but none of that shit's clear. I'm not. I'm not sure that they are running it as a pay per view or if it's just a live event. So, um, we would just love to attend that event. But we have tickets for Joey Janela Spring Break Six. Yeah, night one, which is also an eight o'clock bell time. So that should give us a chance to get something to eat between shows, Joey. Yeah. Sweet. Um, run through the card real quick. Mickey James versus Ali Catch. Okay, so cool to see Mickey. Maybe she can carry Ali Catch to a good match. Blake Christian versus your boy AR Fox. That oh my god, I'm so really good. I am stoked. I am a big time, uh, fucking supporter of AR Fox. I cannot wait to see him live for the first time in my life. <laughs> this is gonna be good. So here is where I talked about some guys who are gonna have a busy night, right? <laughs> so for the GCW Tag Team Championship, we've got Hate Club. Versus second gear crew versus the Briscoes. Keep keep in mind the Briscoe brothers as I continue to read down some of these events. Remember, this is an eight o'clock bell. <laughs> um, listen, uh, maybe they'll get the time that they want that they that they wanted originally because they were they ran out of time when they first had their match. Um, I'm stoked to see Nick Gage, and I love the Briscoes. I'm stoked to see the Briscoes, but that overshadows. Nick Gage is overshadowing this. So I'm excited to finally see Nick Gage in live. In more ways than one. Oh, because you've never seen him live is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because remember we got fucking... In more ways than one. Holy yeah. shit. Jesus. <laughs> God damn it. from what we talked about last time. Um, so, it, it, so we're going to be seeing the Briscoes at least twice this weekend, Joey. So Hell yeah. Next on the card, the Ultraviolet Championship. Alex Cologne versus John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about John Wayne Murdoch. I know he's like a big like deathmatch guy. Yeah. And then we know about Alex Cologne. Crazy fucking motherfucker. John Wayne Murdoch. Yeah. He wanted, yeah. he was like, I need a serial killer sounding name. Straight he's up. Probably that guy that he, he's probably that guy that wears like Ted Bundy t shirts and shit from oh my God. Rotten <laughs> Cotton. Um, <laughs> then we've got uh, Joey Janela versus X Pac. You know what, man? I was excited about this at first. I was okay. really excited about this at first, but then we watched that China documentary and I just realized yeah. how fucking horrible of a human being X Pac is. He's working babyface here in this angle. And he's working babyface, so it's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to, you know, to cheer for. So why'd you watch that yeah. where you're just like, Oh, well, let's just look at X Pac's greatest hits? I think it was just um, you know, Vice put that Dark Side of the Ring episode out. On China, yeah. and we just happened to watch it that one night. That wasn't it. Wasn't Dark Side of the Ring? That was that. That was the other the other um, documentary. That unreleased oh, that documentary. I, why did I think that was just an episode of there, Dark Side of the there, Ring? There, there is a Dark Side of the Ring China episode, but this was like the this was like that actual documentary. So uh, the like, whole time I thought we were watching. No. I kind of popped in late, and I thought we were watching that. So it was also on Vice. But it was like those those people that were following her around the documentarians. There, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. They were following her around and everything, and they had control over all that footage. So the, the mm. it was supposed to come out, and then China passed away, 
And they're like, we can't release this because it'll make us look really bad because of the fucking drugs and how they treated her and all sorts of shit. And then... Somebody and then, got a hold of it and released yeah. it and made him look bad? Well, yeah, because they went to jail. So, oh, they, so they lost control of the oh. footage, and that's why they were able to release it. Remember, they, they caught that fucking druggie dude that was like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they were interviewing one of the guys who looked bad, and he was, he was um, you know, willing to interview... Actually, I think that was I think that was shot before he went to jail. No fuck. Yeah, okay. he fucking Jeez. they did that and they put it in there and they're like, oh, we can't release this. And then they so fucking caught his ass. Essentially, X Pac and and he's very he has a very apologetic tone, but he he talks about his part and and getting her you know heavy into not that she was new to drugs, but giving her getting her heavy into drugs and making sure that th- that shadow followed her to Japan when she went over. And worked in New Japan and had a chance maybe to kind of you know reinvigorate her career. He ruined and her life. He fucking destroyed it. He destroyed her didn't fucking happen. life. Yeah, she couldn't show up on time. They fired her. She was on Drugs fucking. She was on. Reason, she yeah. was on meth and everything. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I brought the meth. I smuggled the meth across he the fucking country. Yeah, Japan. I smuggled yes. it. I smuggled it there, and we did meth in Japan and shit like that. And like." Man, and she looked great. She was chaining in the dojo there. Like her match with Chono is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like she was a hundred percent. They they believed in her and they wanted to use her. And like they they fucking just they had to drop it because she couldn't fucking she, the drugs fucking completely ruined her. And he was like, I'm the one he's he he admitted that he was the enabler. He admitted that he was the one that brought the drugs and talked her into doing them and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there is something to be said about somebody like deciding to do it. But man, there, but him as an enabler, he ruined her fucking life, man. And then when you see what ended up happening to her and how fucking heartbreaking it was, I just, I can't look at Xbox the same, man. Here's, yeah, I mean, whatever, X-Pac, yeah, I'm not shocked to learn that he's he was kind of a shit. At least he seemed, you know, somewhat apologetic about it. My big takeaway from this match is I know they pitched this angle. I don't care. I don't give a shit about this. There's no stakes. <laughs> right. I don't care. They had, like, you know, and you're right, he came out, he looked turn. good. Yeah, yeah, he was fired up, but this is his heel turn on a guy who's not even really active. Right. I guess it worked. I mean, people threw shit at him. I mean, I, I'll, I I'll so. admit that I was excited until that we watched that documentary. So. Joey Janela did an interview recently with Wrestling Observer, right? Mm-hmm. Talked about not going back to AEW. Is it? Uh, uh, it was a. Uh, it was on uh, Denise Salcedo, actually. Yeah. Okay. She's affiliated um, with Wrestling Observer, that's right. right? Yeah, she so. works. Yeah. For, yeah. And with a uh, fight, uh, fightful, I think too. Oh, okay, did you okay. watch this, Doc? Did you watch this? I did, or at least a bit of it. Um, I know uh, the big thing was this, that with like him not doing AEW anymore, uh, it seemed a lot of it was like like half of it was kind of on him, and the other part of it was just that he was like you know they they were starting to sort of ghost him a little, and he said that they did kind of the same thing with Marco Stun. Yeah, yeah. Well, not just not just Marco Stun. I just think there's just really alarming things that happen. That well, that, that was the only one that he knew of for sure. Well, no, he he just used him as an example. That's not that's not what he said at all. He used that as an example, and he said that and. Uh, like he brought up some really alarming things and it, and it all adds up. He said that once they stopped using people like people that he was going to let their contract expire, he, they just ghosted them. They ghost the people that they're going to do that to. And it makes you think about who hasn't been on TV in a while. Like where's Miro? 
Did he just did something happen there? He was injured. Like, what about Colt Cabana? Like, what about these guys that they're not using in any sort of prominent way at all? Uh, and he said that they completely ghosted Marco Stunt. And as uh, time goes by, you know, they're gonna release guys. Yeah, totally understandable. It's gonna happen. But and they want communications with their like. You have a job. Like, don't you want to hear from your job? Remember, like when we lost our jobs because of co- when when COVID happened, and we're all sitting on pins and needles, wondering if we're still going to have a job at, at you know at some point, or if we're going to get canned. Like that, like that's probably very similar. Like Marco stunts at home. He's like, so should I fucking apply for a job? I mean, he's getting paid, obviously, because he's under contract. But like, yeah, he's like, should I apply for the job or should I go ahead and enroll in eighth grade? Yeah, (laughs) straight up, man. Like it's, I think that's really alarming that there's no communication. There's a lack of communication with their, with the talent there. I think that's weird. Mm. I mean, is that out of like being scared of like confrontation? Like what the fuck is going on there? Maybe just being overwhelmed and new. To me, that's just so super weird. Well, I mean, you got to hire someone to do it. And I I mean, I guess like, I mean, they have, I guess, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels in that position, but he needs to, uh you know, use that part of his role to write, you know, actually. Yeah. The thing is, is I don't think they will because he, he mentioned that and nobody cared. I I, like nobody's talking about this insane thing. Like this did not make news at all, except for the, except for in the interview. And I like, I think it's just, nobody cares, (laughs) which is really, which is really insane. I want to know, I want to know as a viewer is, is this person going to come back? Who's coming back? Like, I mean, I guess you want it to be a surprise or whatever, but like, it's it's one thing if somebody's injured and they're going to come back eventually. It's another thing if somebody's sitting at home collecting a paycheck and they're just being fucking ghosted. I don't know. It's just weird to me as a fan to like, like not know what's happening with something. Like, the, and then they have to drop things like the Leo Rush thing and everything. They just mm-hmm. dropped it and he just disappeared, and then eventually his yeah. contract ran out or whatever. His short term contract ran out. I guess it's, you know, in the business, that's going to happen. And as long as you have, uh, you know, the big bad wolf, you know, overshadowing any shady or unfortunate business dealings you may have, it's never going to seem, you know, it's never going to seem like you're the villain when you've got them just doing fucking mustache twisting shit up there. Does so he it's, like, probably, it's probably why people are kind of ignoring it. Does he hate Marco Stunt? Does he not think that he was like a good part of the show? Like... Does he not? Do they not yeah, see a, spa- a spot for Janella at all? I think Janella could he was be a pre- good. You know, on there. he was a part of their startup. You know, yeah. like, I don't just mean he was there at the beginning. Like, he was a significant part. If of I had somebody own. like when well, he he talked about it in the interview a little bit too, that he's like, you know, he had, was in a few matches where he like kind of hurt somebody. And yeah, he said like the Kingston one was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. That seemed to be when they really soured on him. And then I thought also thought it was weird how he was like, he's like. Well, I don't really want to sign anyways, even if they offered me a contract. Okay, come on, dude. Like, give me a fucking break. And dude. it could have been it could have been they were just indecisive on him and you know, sometimes that decision just kinda of lingers and lingers and then you don't make it and it just next thing you know it's weird. Yeah. Um main event, main event time. AJ Gray, this is for the GCW World Championship. AJ Gray against John Moxley. John Moxley, remember he just wrestled and presumably the main event, the last match on Bloodsport, several hours before this. And he's probably wrestling Wednesday, too. Yeah, yeah. I, 
imagine he'd be on uh, imagine he'd be on dynamite. So that's three times in 24 hours. It still makes him look good because he's wrestled so much that uh, AJ Gray takes the title off of him. What do you think? What do you think? Are they ready to get behind AJ Gray as their champion? I want to say that they are, and they should. But he's well liked. What's the money match with Je- with John Moxley though? Um, raw rematch with Nick Gage, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's just, that just speaks to their booking that like they're not like Gage is really their only like really big star outside of people that they bring in from the outside. Yeah, and yeah, like I think it's just the rematch with Gage is like the one for Mox, but it's you know that's not, doesn't seem to be the direction that they're heading anytime soon. I could Maybe see they it, give yeah. it to AJ Gray, but it's not like I don't feel like they're really pushing him in a way that's like, oh yeah, like this guy's like really gonna have a breakout moment. I could see AJ Gray getting in and and Moxley maybe not taking any GCW bookings for a little bit. Yeah, I still think he wants to do New Japan stuff. I think it would be better for GCW if he didn't do that anymore, because a he's yeah. hardly ever there. B like he probably costs a lot of fucking money to bring in. Mm-hmm. See, GCW is the draw, not the wrestlers, really. I guess you can make an argument for Nick Gage, but they don't need him, and he's not doing. An, he, he's not moving the needle for them. I don't think, even he, even as a big name. So, you know, whatever. Well, I think it's a case too where it's like it's a big name, but it's like a big name that I could just watch Wednesday night for sure. Free. Yeah, I, I'm sure he's just a regular draw. Yeah, and I just, you know? yeah, I think they I think GCW would be better off without him and we could have an actual fucking present champion. So, yeah. I think he Not dropped. that they really use the championships that they have particularly well either to be honest. Sure. No, they, I think no, he I drops don't. here. I think I think Gray is full time with them. He's well liked. I think I think he's your champion uh Thursday night. Nine o'clock, one hour later, over at WrestleCon back at the Fairmont Hotel, the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. This is usually a pretty big, pretty big show. We've seen these before. They get some, they get some pretty big names for these shows. Some pretty interesting stuff. So we talked about guys that are wrestling on one card and then shooting across town. Maybe one of the highlights of that and the match. I see I'm, a match that Joey's going to go nuts for. Me too. And this is that's the one I'm talking about. And that's the one that I, I almost wish we were going to this show and. Instead of Joey Janela, to be honest with you, <laughs> fucking Timothy Thatcher moving across town after Bloodsport taking on Tomohiro Ishii. Oh my God. And we're not going to see that match. <laughs> yeah, because we're going to be watching fucking X Pac. <laughs> it's happening. At, I'd be I'd be down to leave before the main event and go to watch that. Dude, show. By, I'm telling you, by okay, it's a nine o'clock start to start time. I guarantee by the time we would get over there and get situated and parked fight our way through WrestleCon to get to that event. It's in Uptown. Parking's going to be scarce. Dude, I bet we'd walk in and we'd fucking miss that. Fuck, dude. That's the that's a money match. That is a money Maybe. match. That's a literal dream match. Yeah. Um, Bandito versus Speedball. Mike Bailey. So Speedball oh also yeah, coming Speedball. Speedball coming over from Bloodsport. How do we not know this show? And, I didn't uh, know the show was happening. This is insane. And Biff Busick versus Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. What the fuck? Both of those guys coming over from from Bloodsport. The Briscoes versus Rottweilers. It's, maybe you just got guys. You just gotta hitch a ride off the Briscoes. Briscoes when will leave, be <laughs> Briscoes leave straight up. Briscoes will be leaving not Bloodsport but fucking Joey Janela Spring Break 
and making it across town to uptown by you know whenever their match starts to take on homicide and low key. Oh my Holy shit. god, dude, this card sounds insane. <laughs> oh, it's it's one of the highlights of the weekend for sure. But you know, can we sell our Janela tickets? But you know, <laughs> don't you want to see Mickey James? You know, get her to autograph your fucking eight by ten that hangs on your ceiling above your bed. I've seen it, dude. I walked in there. Don't lie, <laughs> dude. Can we can can we just sell our GC or our fucking Janela tickets? <laughs> we could. That's doable. Anything's doable. There's some other talent on this card, like Jonathan Gresham, Laredo Kids on this card as well. Um, Black Taurus is also gonna Black Taurus is fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. the Briscoes are gonna fucking work and then have to move their ass. You got tickets for this, down. didn't you? No, I didn't. But because the way you're talking, like with all this <laughs> attitude, like I feel like you knew that I was gonna want to go, uh, and you fucking already bought the tickets. So what's the main event? The main event listed here is Suzuki versus Biff Busey. Okay, so. all right. God, dude, that's going to be fucking rad. I got a feeling it's going to end up being the Briscoes versus fucking um, versus uh, Homicide Loki because... Uh, Maybe they'll know. be begging for their match to be five minutes of GCW by, this by time. The, yeah, by, exactly. Maybe it's an elimination match and they just get pinned in the first Dude, they're going to be doing a run. death match there. I don't know. Who knows, man? But uh, they've got you a know, busy night. It's okay. I mean, I really... That sounds like a fucking incredible fucking show, but I also want to see Nick Gage live once in my yeah. life. Uh, Onita will also be on this show as uh, appearing in some way, what? shape, or form. Yeah. He's not going to be on the GCW show? Not this night. Maybe night two. Um, what the unless hell? He's also, unless he's riding with the Briscoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that show. Midnight, right in the building Joey and I are going to be in, but we opted not to attend this event, at least in advance. I guess we could always change our mind, but 11.59, start time, GCW's Planet Death, headlined by Sadika versus our favorite, show favorite, Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> Other matches include Shane Mercer versus Neil Diamond Cutter. Neil Diamond Cutter. Uh, Slade is also yeah. Slade is also working this versus Bam Sullivan. Hoodfoot versus Madman Pondo. Hoodfoot, oh my god, Pondo, oh my god, I haven't seen him in forever. I wonder if you'd remember me. Remember me, bro? Remember uh, me, dude? Remember me, Pondo? Well, you can ask him if we decide to stick around. So that's it for Thursday. How fucking crazy is that? We talked about that for that's a long packed. time. Let's let's see if we can run through Friday faster. So yeah, okay. Part of the GCW Collective at 11 a.m., same building, Fair Park. You've got JCW versus LA Fights, uh, headlined by B-Boy versus Grim Reefer. Oh, my God. There's so much going on. We're not even going to cover most of this shit. Um, WrestleCon, something called Zicky, Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise 2, which is like, a. if you've seen the flyers for this, the total cash-in or... Or yeah. maybe even a parody on Joey Janela's Spring Break. Your main event is Lince Dorado versus Black Taurus. Also, we've got Effie versus Mike Bailey. Scotty Too Hottie versus Rich Swan. Holy shit. Three o'clock for the culture, which I believe is an all black event that GCW Collective uh, is putting on. Main event culture, will be yeah. AJ Gray versus Darius Lockhart. I think AJ Gray will be the champion. Rich Swan is on this show. Three o'clock over in Fort Worth. There's another indie event 
Simon Gotch versus Davey Richards is on this card. It's called. Oh called, my god! Something called Zillow Pro. You're killing um, me with this. <laughs> Let's get to hey, the fun. New Japan Lone Star Shootout. Is it okay if we talk about that? Let's do New Japan and ROH and wrap it up. Yeah, please. <laughs> fuck for the love of fucking God. <laughs> hey, you guys are mad. All these shows. I told you. Uh, so New Japan show, part of WrestleCon, five o'clock bell. Um, main event is Chris Dickinson versus to- Tomohiro Ishii. That's yeah. pretty big. Okay. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Mike Bailey versus Jay White. That's, yep. that's Ooh, cool. God damn. Yep. That's awesome. Juice Robinson's appearing. Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors. Yuya Yamura will be on this as well. Rocky Romero, Renderita. Killer Cross, by the way, we knew he was uh, going to be doing some New Japan stuff. If you saw that um, that little cinematic he posted. His opponent is Suzuki. Supercard of Honor, 7 o'clock. We're over in Garland, finally, at the Curtis Colwell Center. Which We're going is to this, AEW. for sure. AEW runs this building. It's a good building, not a bad seat in the house. Um, let's run through the announced card so far. Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. I'm stoked. I mean, it sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds like it should be good. This show sounds like it's going to be a straight up showcase. It's going to be just good, cool matches. I'm stoked. Alex, yeah, I'm looking at yeah. TK's tweet for it. Oh, what is it? Uh, well, he's got all this, and um, he's he's also said there will be like a surprise after it. But he's, yeah, you've got Alex Zane versus Swerve. Uh, yep. that should be good. Uh, Woods. Uh, what's his first name? Josh for the ROH Peer title. Woods versus uh, Wheeler Yuta. Okay. Yeah, Josh Woods, yeah. Josh Woods, okay. Uh, for the interim ROH Women's World Championship, what's the status of their normal women's championship? That is, oh, it's yeah. doesn't Deanna Perrazzo have it? Yeah, she's okay. not available at the moment, apparently. She can't uh, be on that show. So I guess the winner of this this match is gonna wrestle her at a later date. Yeah, so it's Mercedes Martinez versus Willow. She must be on the fucking impact show or something. Gotcha. Uh, then the ROH World Tag Team title match, the Briscoes versus FTR. This is going to be really exciting. They've been building up this for a really long time on social media. They even have their hashtags on the card. Hashtag them boys versus hashtag top guys. This, yeah, this is a big, this is a, oh man, this has got to be a top three match this weekend in terms of like marquee appeal to a certain type of wrestling fan, right? Yeah, and we'll we'll be talking about uh, at least half of FTR in a moment when we get into AEW. But I mean, this is gonna be some top class guys, period. And and then the uh, main event, you've got the undisputed ROH Championship, uh, Gresham versus uh, Bandito. This is gonna be fun, and I'm and I'm sure there's going to be uh, I'm sure there's gonna be other stuff going on. I'm beyond excited for this show. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all the main shows. I mean, there might be some on WrestleMania Day proper, but. Gee, I mean, the collective continues to run. Like Gringo Loco's got that world on Lucha yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a lot of Lucha. They stuff just going they just on. announced another match too. Uh, it's a uh, Psychosis versus. I'm sorry, we don't have to go over that, but it's Psychosis versus fucking Tony Deppin. That's insane. You got SmackDown running that night also at American Airlines Center, <laughs> which is the big arena, you know, where like the Mavericks and Stars play. Yeah, right. So, I mean, man, it's and of course, insane. the AEW is going out, going on throughout the week too. Yeah. So we we've got a lot to watch next week. Oof. Dynamite will be. I'm mean, sorry, uh, Rampage will be airing that night as well. Actually, Rampage will be airing against Supercard of Honor. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Plenty at of more least stuff. It's not, you know, literally at the same time, but. 
you've got more stuff running. There's more Lucha stuff. Um, Impact is fucking running at uh, WrestleCon this night as well at nine o'clock. Unbelievable. Guess who's guess who's working this this match? Guess who is going to somehow fucking make it from Garland back to the Fairmont? Um, Friday night, Joey. You want to guess? I know to work fucking no... Impact. Briscoe Brothers. Okay. Oh Briscoe my god. Brothers are gonna oh leave Garland and, <laughs> oh, and that's get right. To, I knew this. Get to get to the Fairmont Hotel to wrestle the Good Brothers as the main event for the Impact card. Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Edwards also on this. Chris Sabin versus Jay White also on this. This is pretty good. This looks pretty fucking good. Rich Swan making a lot of appearances this weekend. Uh, Alex Shelley versus Speedball Mike Bailey is on this card. Holy shit, that should be awesome. Maybe our uh, coverage for this is just gonna have to like sample size, you know, just like pick things from each show or whatnot. Obviously, you guys can talk about all the stuff you were at live, but this will be it'll be interesting logistically how we break this down. Yeah, it's yeah, we're we're gonna have to run through it. Um, Joey Janela's Spring Break is on Saturday. Uh, Part two, yeah, is yeah. at noon. Noon on Saturday. Chris Dickinson is this versus... rematch of Xbox on there? No, that's the cl- oh, that's, that, this is like the clusterfuck show where he's gonna book some really crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, Dickinson versus Cardona right now is listed as the main, but you got Suzuki versus Effie, Mike Bailey oh versus God. PCO, Biff Busick versus Tony Deppen, and then you've got cr- greatest clusterfuck battle royale. And listen to this: Maven versus Jimmy Wang Yang. I haven't seen Jimmy Wang Yang on a card in fucking forever. Versus Jazzy Yang versus Shazza McKenzie versus Nasty Leroy versus Kevin Matthews versus Edith Surreal versus Lord Adrian of the Walmart Dudes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Um, Christ. Impact is running again at noon. Sorry. Sorry. I'm wrong. That's not noon. This is midnight of of Friday night, by the way. So this is continuing to go on. They should have put 11.59 so it didn't confuse people. Yeah. Impact is running another show right after right after they're done with uh, the card we just mentioned. So more Impact at midnight. They're doing a midnight show. And then Saturday at 11 a.m., you talked about NXT Stand and Deliver. So that's happening. Skip. And it, it yeah. literally goes on. Like, I could literally go on talking about there's more WrestleCon shows. There's more on Saturday. There's more indies running around town. Epi's Big Gay Brunch is happening as part of the collective. I think that's the final collective event. I mean, I'm just running through this. You remember River City Wrestling, Joey, down in San Antonio? Yeah. They're not, no, they're not running. They're fucking running. <laughs> at noon. Oh, my God. St. Jude Hall in Arlington, Texas. They didn't go anywhere. So, yeah, tons more. I'm just scrolling through indie shit. Look, there's a lot Literally of shit to do for crazy. WrestleMania weekend. We don't need to There's talk an about it called anymore. This is manly. Stop! <laughs> no more. And then, and then, if you're a wrestling and then, fan, and then WrestleMania. If you're a wrestling fan, there's no shortage of things for you to check out. Go see your fucking favorite wrestlers. Okay, if I gotta you, one more thing. No. Lucha Maniacs at 8 no! p.m. is running against WrestleMania. I don't They're fucking care. running against WrestleMania. So we're going. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, Russell, okay. dude, who's going to that? That because awesome. they're heroes. They're rest, they're wrestling that they're wrestling in Arlington, just like right down the street. Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my God! So that wraps up our preview of WrestleMania weekends. Uh, going back to the wrestling from this actual week, 
we have AEW Dynamite uh, starting with March 23rd. Uh, we have a really solid opener match between CM Punk and Dax Hardwood. Uh, Dax obviously is part of FTR, but he's had honestly a lot of really solid single matches in AEW, and this one is no exception. Crowd was super hot for CM Punk. Naturally, this is the first time Punk's been back since the pay-per-view, and uh, this was really good. The Ass Boys, the Gun Club, Billy's Sons, as Dax will later call them, uh, they're they're outside heckling Dax. It seems like we're kind of teasing a FTR face turn, which is really wild having like seen their career pretty much since like NXT and like they've never been face. So it'll be interesting to see if this is actually the direction they're going. Yeah, there's no doubt they are turning babyface. If they're bringing in Bret Hart, oh, yeah. they've got to work babyface. And it looks like that's, again, we talked about that last weekend, but it looks like that's what they're doing. They're hinting toward that, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully he'll show up in time for the uh, Owen Cup stuff and do some presentation mm-hmm. and work work with those guys. So they're doing both a, a, they're doing both a women's tournament for Owen Hart and a men's tournament? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, that's my understanding. Interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So we talked last week about TV matches with Little Build. We talked about the uh, Darby and Butcher match. And man, they're on a roll because two weeks in a row, we get outstanding fucking TV matches with Little Build because this CM Punk and Dax Harwood was a fucking classic Mm -hmm. of what you guys think. It was top tier, man. It was was awesome. uh, It was excellent. Uh, uh, to his point when he was talking about that they're going to be babyface, I, I 100% agree with you on that. And also, since they're bringing in Bret Hart, Bret Hart's only going to be a babyface. So. You don't see Bret working heel? <laughs> not for not now. No, not <laughs> at all. No way. You don't so. think he's going to run down the um, American healthcare system like he did when they were doing the uh, Canadian heart, heel? The heart God, wouldn't that, no, yeah. wouldn't that be weird? We have like this Canadian like nationalist character being the manager for some like Carolina boys. <laughs> that, that'd be super weird. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, Canada, I guess. <laughs> yeah. well, the Rouge, the fabulous Rougeos wanted to let us know that they had assimilated into you know regular just the United States culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes so, both ways. So yeah, I mean, this match was fucking amazing. It's it's about as good as a match as you can get on TV. And uh, you want know, even pay per view? This has been a good pay per view match. It was awesome. Straight up, yes, yeah. man. Yeah, so, give it a build, and yeah, it's totally could have been a pay per view match. Yep, perfect, perfect fucking match. I didn't get to go back and watch this again, but it's something that's going to stay on my radar. I'm gonna circle back to this at some point. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I, I definitely want to give it another watch. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, after that match, we had a Jericho Appreciation Society promo. Uh, Jericho talks about how John Silver finally gets a match with his hero, uh, Chris Jericho. He's using a picture from when John Silver was a kid. Is Jericho seriously just like ripping off every like hot act in like the past like year or so? It seems like he is, and like I don't know if he's doing it to be like a piece of shit or if he's doing it to be like very blatant about it and people fucking hate him for as a heel. Like he's trying to get some real fucking heat here. I hope so, that is it, and he's not just like, oh yeah, like whatever, like you know, that was the whole impetus of this Punk MJF promo, uh, you know, feud that was really hot. Uh, notable in the promo, he ends up by saying that we're going to future endeavor you. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, 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 I think it's very obvious that. I mean, I don't think he's blatantly doing that. I mean, I, I think he is blatantly doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he would just fucking go and start ripping everybody. Maybe the, maybe he would Zack Ryder, and they're not even in the same company, but. 
I mean, he's in the same company with Punk, so he, they, he probably knows, you know? Right. <laughs> and we've we've kind of said that he's doing it in a, like a better way than Zack Ryder is anyways, because Zack Ryder's uh, weighing in a little too much on like the chicken shit aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And that's that's to his detriment. And, you know, he needs to turn that shit around. He needs to figure out how to turn that around because it's making him look bad. He's starting to get these big matches and he's starting to make those big moves and make those big waves. And um, he's got to make a he's got to evolve that character now. It's time. Uh, then we had the eight man tornado tag team match between the AFO and Hardy and Sting and the Hardys or the Hardys, Sting and Darby. Uh, this was actually like this was just another really fun kind of chaotic match. Darby immediately just torpedoes Butcher, you know, carrying on that TV match from last week. They have unfinished business. Uh, Sting does a dive onto the outside, which like again, like seeing the six-year-old man do things that some people half his age are not doing, or you know, are doing to like get you know sort of like cheap heat and whatnot. This is this was really cool. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, Andrade intervenes, starts whipping Darby with the belts like he did in the triple threat match. Uh, you get the insane ladder jump, or I guess it wasn't even a ladder. Jeff Hardy climbed up from the ladder onto like, um, like one of those ledges that you see on like really tall walls, and then he jumps off of that to do a swanton onto the butcher and the blade. That looked really cool. He kind of missed a little it bit. It looked like but... he landed on their legs. I was like, yeah. man, did he just bust their knees? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And smartly, they bent their knees as he as he hit. And that, that's probably a clinching um, motion that you normally would do when you're going to take that dive mm-hmm. to the abdomen. Yeah. But I, it also, I think, saved them from probably yeah. hyperextended knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he climbed up on an architectural flourish. And I think this match should have been the camera following Darby and Butcher around the arena. There's that <laughs> cool spot where Butcher throws Darby down the steps after oh, yeah. oh my God. yeah, that was awesome into the walls. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool, nuts and scary. Can I, I have a question? Yeah. I have a question about the Hardys yeah. real quick. Um, do you think that they're okay? I, you know how I feel about Jeff Hardy. Whatever, I'm going to be unbiased here. Do you feel like they're wasting? Like Jeff, like Jeff Hardy and big matches and things like that. Like, do you, do you feel like they they maybe should have held off on using them so much on TV already, and maybe built something up for a big show, and so you finally get to see Jeff Hardy wrestle, like kind of hold off and make try the to make. The dude some... was wrestling in WWE like a few months ago. Who cares? True, true, but like it's still AEW. AEW is still gonna feel different no matter what. Like we said with Brian Danielson, like as soon as he had that match with with Kenny Omega, it was just like a different guy. Like, do you feel like? I kind of feel like maybe they're hot shotting uh, a little bit here, but you know, they could have built up something. They could, it's like to me, like it's, it, I kind of felt like that last week when you know they had the match with uh, with Private Party, and I thought that that was going to be actual feud to elevate Private Party. So they kind of like dumped them in the match. They're done with that match, and they could have gotten something with, out of that. I think. They could have like drawn that out a bit, had some cool promos, build up private party, and then and then people would get to see Jeff wrestle maybe on one of their bigger shows, and, and uh, or even a pay per view. Maybe that might be too far, but you know they wait for their bigger shows and sell some tickets and shit. You know what I mean? Maybe for those that could get something out of Jeff Hardy, that would mean something to me. It wasn't going to mean something regardless. Yeah, to me it wasn't, but I'm just talking about in general. I think if they built it, yeah, I think that if they built Jeff Hardy, I would have gotten annoyed with having to endure that. Because to me, put him in there, have him do his dives, 
that's fine. It's mildly entertaining, but I'm not interested in any storytelling with this guy. And I know that when we discussed this before, I'm might be in the I might be in the minority there. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, I think it's kind of I'm of two minds on it. One, I do agree with you that it feels like we kind of went through the private party thing a little more quickly than maybe we should have, given that there's like that history with them and Matt. At the same time, like I think you, the money matches with like the Hardys, right, are like the box title matches potentially. You know, hopefully not you know, with them winning FTR. Yeah, like it's the big money tag team matches, and Private mm-hmm. Party really aren't on that level. Yeah, you're right; they could build. That's them the point. They could whatnot, they could but... elevate those guys. There's a reason why they're not seen as that right now, and they could be. And that, yeah, that's I mean, what I mean I by is... hot shotting. Yeah, I kind of get that. At the same time, it's like one of those things too, where like you're at this moment in the story, right? You know, they just turn on Matt Hardy. Does he just ignore them? And then like, oh, because we were gonna like build up this pay-per-view match or special show match or whatever like that's kind of weird too maybe there's a way to do it i think like this had they like maybe reordered the matches maybe that would have made a little bit more sense i don't know it's kind of i'm mixed i can see what you're saying but overall i don't think it's like super detrimental either way but like it, it's the same thing too like do they need sting and darby for this to keep feuding with them you know well, I it guess seems they like the they're backup, building but... sting and darby versus the hardys Okay. All right, maybe I don't know. I, I I don't know. I it's just weird to me. I don't know. I don't I don't really care for the booking or like the booking right now with that stuff. They're honestly, but I will say their ma- the matches have been fun. But that's mostly mm-hmm. because of like Darby and Sting and what they are doing and how much their approach to these kinds of matches and stuff like that. They just come out wanting to go to go to war and it's fucking fun to watch. So. And big match this week on Dynamite is a singles match between Darby Allen and Andrade. That'll be awesome. That stems oh, from hell this. Yeah. So, Sweet. Yeah, really excited about that. Fuck. Uh, next up, we had an FTR interview in the back. Cash said that Dax wrestled from the heart. Clearly, you know, more hints, right? Uh, and then they... I you didn't know, catch that, yeah. Yeah, then they start running down uh, Gun Club for distracting them, and they start calling him Billy's Sons. So, you know, just say they're up, just spoiled brats this year because of nepotism. They're going to beat them next week and show them why they're the best. <laughs> then we had the Varsity Blondes versus John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Regal back on commentary. Uh, he did this last week, too. He called Excalibur Man with, a ma- man with the Mask. I thought that was kind of funny. I felt, I felt bad for him. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, guys like out there pouring his heart and soul in commentary and just gets you know, no named by Regal. <laughs> Uh, they immediately just kind of get into it. Uh, Mox and uh, Danielson just like beat the shit out of these guys, and they're Julia Hart, who's still like their cheerleader, but she's like in this emo phase. She's just brooding on the outside. She's literally <laughs> sitting on the stairs, looking like in like just down at like the barricade corner, and she's there even after the match is over, just sitting there in the same pose. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't we'll see where they're going with this I assume that like it was going to like be that she would join the house of black but they kind of been moved away from they're that gonna so. like ruin her innocence like I, I I think that what her I admire her like um I admire her dedication, dedication and how hard she's trying with it um it's I don't know if it's hitting for me but I I admire what she's doing and and I it's in some way it's pretty good like at its core I guess like the idea and everything um, she needs some help with her wrestling bad, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. That's why she's not wrestling day. on TV. <laughs> that might be that. Yeah, that might be a thing too. There was like a, as far as the match goes, like I keep saying this. I love uh, Danielson and Mox. I hate the fucking two singles guys running over tag teams. Dan, here they are again running over a very promising tag team that could have had some stuff. They had that thing with Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, a while back and. He was getting like really good reactions, and they were kind of using him a lot, and then gone. And then now they're just jobbing out to some I, stars. To I give it like they did that, they did that angle in Cincinnati, you know, mm-hmm. his hometown. Yeah. And since then, not not much. They did they did like before and after too. Before that, and he was getting some good reactions too. Like, but you got to keep that momentum going. And yeah, I mean, they already. I will say they already kind of lost some momentum with that House of Black feud. Yeah, and they yeah that too. Um, fuck, and man, I th- and they're I, just getting jobbed out, and this sucks. I hate. Well, I hate this. to to some extent, I kind of want to defend it a little bit because I feel like it's part of the story, not just that like you have these two you know singles guys teaming up, just beating the shit out of the division, but there's also a story on like that varsity blonde side too, right? That they're sort of this team in disarray. Their cheerleader is you know losing her fucking mind. I think that like they're kind of it's a story that like affects them too. And I kind of like that. So I think that there's two things going on here. Fair uh, enough. You yeah. kind of talk me, you kind of talk me out, like out of hating it every week, but <laughs> eventually you're going to run out of excuses. It's just going to be these, it's it's just going to be this fucking gimmick that's bearing real. Yeah. When they, teams. when they show up and just like shit on jungle boy and Luchasaurus, uh, like next week or something, which I, I don't think that's a match on the card, but if that happens, then yeah, I, I won't, I won't defend it. I'll, I'll agree that that's kind of, <laughs> it just I just have these really bad flashbacks to crappy WWE stuff like Jericho and Gun Show and <laughs> Rock like, Sock Connection. Rock Sock Connection and like Braun and Strowman like, and Nicholas. Yeah, it feels <laughs> yeah, it def- <laughs> it devalues uh, Chris Jericho and the Miz and like it just devalues tag teams to me. Fucking Stone Cold and Triple H and you know, it just devalues. It's always the same story. They just run through tag teams, win the tag team titles. It just completely devalues the tag team division, which is something that AEW is supposed to be really great at is building their tag team division. So I don't know. I'm not a fan of this. I like I, I like everybody involved. Not a fan of this booking. Uh, after the match, uh, I, I kind of like this. Regal and commentary was like, what a feast. And he's just like all excited. Goes to the ring. And Mox cuts a promo. It seems that their name will be the Blackpool Combat Club, which is kind of neat. Pulls on, you know, the obviously the British heritage of William Regal. I think there's like a Blackpool like sports clubs, or I think it might be a soccer club, something like that. So that's kind of what the name's going to be, and we'll see if they actually stick with that. It seemed to be like the name of the team. We'll find out soon. We then get uh, an MJF promo. He's got Sean Spears with him, as well as a whole ton of conce- uh, security. He says that the crowd has uh, as many brain cells as uh, uh, they have teeth uh, because they're in. Uh, was it where were they this week? Austin. Uh, yeah, they're in. They're, they're in, in the Austin. Austin area. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just you know, burying you know the crowd for being dumb Southern Hicks. His usual you know cheap heat stuff. Uh, says that he'll probably have a rematch of Punk at some point, but just goes mostly just focuses on burying Wardlow. Says that he's going to keep him. Uh, on his payroll and he's just gonna have him stay home for weeks until the crowd just forgets about him everyone forgets about him and he's nothing and he made him who he was just trashes him this was a, i mean it's a it's an mjf promo kind of by the numbers which is never bad 
Uh, this was a good promo. Wardlow kind of came out, tried to, you know, get past security, couldn't. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Um, I mean, obviously, we kind of know where it's going, but we'll see how long Wardlow actually stays home as MJF has uh, dictated. I agree with you. Uh, MJF is sort of a victim of his own high standards. And by that, this almost seemed just something like something he could, he could have done in his sleep mm. by the numbers, <laughs> a good way of, of putting it. With that said, obviously, an MJF by the numbers promo is still must watch TV, but not one of his more memorable promos. And it, you know, it seemed like he could have been having a bad day or something. But it's you know what he might have. There's that thing that happened. He did that interview um, with Ariel Hawani, where he was he was completely in character, and apparently he did it without um, without permission. And he was he was like, yeah, you know, I might can't. He was like saying anything when his contract was up, and he's like, I can't wait to go to WWE. And he was talking about how great WWE is and all this kind of stuff, and just in complete character. And uh, Barrett New I, Japan too. Yeah, that was yeah, so funny. yeah. And he uh, <laughs> he yeah. said, uh, "New Japan is the shits, except for Great Ocon." <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yes. yes. He should have so said. Funny. He should have said like House of Torture, like really just like a group that like everyone hates. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude! Yeah. Um. He uh, so he apparently he got in trouble for this um with by Tony Khan because he didn't have oh. the oh. clearance to oh. do it. So uh, they've worked it out in it by now, but maybe at this point they didn't work it out. So who knows? But apparently he got in trouble. Good, Good reportage, man. Yeah. But yeah, great uh, stuff. Yeah. Next up, we had the best friends backstage with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Trent tells off Wheeler Yuta, says he's never liked him, and that him, you know, kind of teasing going with Mox and Danielson was uncalled for, and he sucks. He hates him. Yuta says that he hates him, too, and he didn't join the this group to be the best friend he could be. He joined it to be the re- best wrestler he could be. And walks off. So, so he did join it. Like, is they're talking like they already joined. He already joined. Is he joined or he not? joined best friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, join the now. promotion. Join best friends. Yeah, that. Gotcha. Sure. And how's that worked out for him? I guess. Wheeler Yuta has some growing to do on the mic. He has some growing to do in a lot of areas. He's actually a pretty good wrestler. He reminds me of just Yoshihashi. He's a, he's fucking <laughs> AEW is Yoshihashi. He's pretty good. Uh, just looks like a complete dork and literally needs all of the other pieces except for the wrestling. Maybe this will help him. Who knows? But yeah, holy maybe. fuck. He's so dorky. Goddamn. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't mean it. No, no, no disrespect. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you need to rethink your life right now. You heard it here first. <laughs> Yuda! <laughs> Yuda! <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh back in the ring, we've got Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Uh this was a pretty good match, I thought. Uh it gets a little, you know, we get starting into some distractions from Red Dragon and whatnot, but before that it was really solid. Uh both guys kind of reversing a lot of their stuff. I think commentary said that they have uh I think like an even record in like history, I guess back like in ROH. Uh, so this would kind of, I guess, skew the record in Cole's favor. But this was pretty good. Uh, lethal Injection gets reversed uh, into a low blow while the ref's distracted. Uh, Adam Cole hits his finisher and wins. He cuts a promo saying that he no one deserves the AEW title more than him. Paige comes out, uh, tries to beat them all up, but eventually you know, the number game works against him. 
Adam Cole leaves with the belt uh, after Jurassic Express tries to uh, make the save. This match was as good as I thought it was going to be. It was really solid. It had an ending that I could have foretold, that you could have foreseen. Yeah. And the angle with the AEW world champion didn't do anything for me. And they, in my opinion, continue to just make the AEW world heavyweight championship just an equal spot on the card as, you know, it, it feels very mid-card. It re- it's very strange. You're right, doesn't, man. Straight doesn't up. doesn't feel big time. Mm-mm. And this is an example of his appearance on Dynamite just being another segment on the show. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree. It's... It's like the, an issue with like, I like Hangman and I think his brain has had some good moments, but I think the booking, I think a lot of it's just sort of like the sort of chaos of everything coming into the company, right? You have Punk's return, all this stuff that sort of overshadows the title, but I think they need to do something to like shock the system uh, and make it a little bit more exciting again. I like Hangman. I think he's a fine world champion. I think mm-hmm. he could be. A, you know an incredible world champion they're not doing themselves any favors by booking it here that, yeah even with the same amount of time sometimes it's placement on the card sure and sometimes it's it's just the actual angles are running that just feel kind of small fry i really don't want to see adam cole main eventing their pay-per-views going yeah, forward on their big this- tv shows just we, he's had no one i don't think has had since he's debuted has had more screen time than him and he's and he's I getting could be wrong. And but why man, is I still, I why is he getting a chance? Why is he getting a chance? Like I don't. He lost. Shouldn't he go to the back of the line? I don't fucking understand. In the in kayfabe, he dropped down to three. Uh, Wardlow was one, but he's apparently supposed to challenge for the TNT title. They had Dante Martin as number two. They they quickly got that out of the way so they could make Adam Cole the number one contender for that belt again, even though he's ranked number two. It's a big fat fucking whatever. Well, it's fine to do rematches, but I don't know that anybody was. I don't know that anyone was really asking for it. I think that people there's people that there's a lot of people that really like Adam Cole, and I think we're in the minority. He doesn't do anything for me. You're 100 percent right when you say it feels like a mid card angle. Hangman is fucking top tier, and it feels like he's playing with a fucking kid. Like it's it's just. Oh my god, he should have like such like why aren't we getting like put anybody else in that spot? Like we could have Eddie Kingston in that spot. Challenge. I don't I don't like that. Not right. Not with Hangman. Maybe because it's babyface. Okay, maybe you're right. Like I don't um, want like the two biggest baby faces in the company going at it. I fair think enough, that's a bad fair idea. enough. I just feel like there's a lot of people that they could put in that spot. And I know they're trying to like get the most out of Adam Cole, but um they i don't know space just, it out like he can he can have a title match down the down the line i just think like immediately after i don't again like it was at a pay-per-view it's not like it was on like just tv and you're saving the big big match for pay-per-view and with that said this feud sound started off pretty decent where he was like mm-hmm. oh no you know you're the other adam and stuff like that and now it's devolved to ha 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 i stole the belt yeah like what the fuck what the hell is he this? He did have a line that I kind of liked where he said that Paige caught lightning in a bottle. Now he's going to shove it up his ass. Okay. But yeah, it was kind of, you know. Is he going to is he gonna turn the bottle sideways first and polish <laughs> it up or anything? Yeah, polish it up real nice. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> it, does, is, uh, is Hangman's ass made out of candy? Oh my God. <laughs> Christ. This next segment I think we'll have a lot to say about. 
Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are in the ring of Tony Schiavone. Uh, they say that they want to, uh, you know, have revenge on American Top Team. Lambert comes out, uh, <laughs> has a great line about Paige Van Zandt's OnlyFans, says that, you know, if the this crowd, if they want, you know, all they need is nine ninety nine, and they can finally, you know, get the closest, you know, that they'll ever see to, like, being with a woman and whatnot, and that it's the reason why Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pockets. <laughs> Insane line. That's yeah. funny, yeah. He calls uh, Ty Conti Lucha Horus and uh, says that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that says that they won't get their match and then they attempt to leave but before they do uh sammy says that uh they came on the tnt title basically and <laughs> this yeah. is just oh my god you know that would be such a ridiculous fucking thing to say except for that relatively fresh in our minds are the photos of the NXT Women's Championship belt with literal jizz squirted? <laughs> yeah, it. fucking yeah, fucking Paige. Oh, that my wasn't God. reason either. That was, yeah, but I mean, go. that's that that lends precedent to this. I still, I still can't fucking believe that that shit happened, and there was zero backlash. And I guess it's because her, like, you know, her privacy was getting violated and all that kind of stuff, and people were coming after her. But holy shit. That's what she's doing with the belt, dude. Oh my god! Like you talk about Shane Douglas throwing a fucking throwing the belt down on the ground, but she got fucking cum on it. What the <laughs> fuck? It's weird because it's a, a women's championship, and just to let some dude jizz all over it is pretty fucking disrespectful, man. I know it's a prop and all that to a lot of people, but man. <laughs> the symbolism of that just really yeah, fucking true. sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some bad symbolism there. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, so that's really weird. And then they had like a picture of them. Yeah, they, they, they posted, posted a picture, picture on, on Twitter. Twitter, dude. And I know that people thought it was funny and everything. And I guess because the heel is like, "Haha, you kiss the belt, you kiss my jizz, or whatever the fuck." That is some Mark shit. That is the markiest of the Mark shit. If they were really fucking doing dirty shit with the belt on. I don't know if they really were. Maybe they was just doing this for the angle so. or something yeah, I think like it was that. Yeah. Photoshop. If they were really or fucking with the belt, and I'm sure um, there's some wrestlers that have done this kind of thing, but that is some Mark shit. Like fuck me, you're the TNT champion. Like holy fuck, that is some Mark shit. But, I don't understand how Guevara and Conti aren't heels. He had his sweet little hometown girlfriend in the ring in his hometown to propose, mm-hmm. and then yeah. kind of sort of not really publicly is switches gears and uh, obviously breaks that off and is with you know someone else on the roster i hope they bring her in i hope they bring oh right just fucking she needs to be she needs to be training like a matt hardy and uh edge angle it's, oh it's insane that they just need to put some serious heat on it just be a really oh old school it's insane that we have any knowledge of this but like Apparently they're all on good terms and stuff like that. And whenever people were going after Tay Conti online, like his ex is the one that reached out to her. So I guess maybe this is like an amicable split. But and if that's the case and there's no like hard feelings involved, that would be a fucking sweet fucking angle, man. It'd be awesome. <laughs> there would be some real shit there. And like that's something that maybe would help Sammy get better and stuff. And Tay, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I think she's worked okay as a babyface in the women's division, but, like, I mean, her promos aren't, like, fantastic. Uh, but, again, like, it's sort of a language barrier thing. Sammy mm-hmm. doesn't have that excuse, and his promos still suck. 
I don't know what kind of baby face he is. I really don't. And I, I do like him more than you guys in the ring in terms mm-hmm. of just being entertaining, being pretty smooth at what he does. I just don't understand what kind of baby face he's supposed to be. Uh, next, we had uh, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet 2. Not nearly as good as their first match. Uh, this time, she actually does pull off the cheating thing with the turnbuckle hits. Uh, well, except she she has it. The ref takes it, but then she had a second one hit Red Velvet with it. Pinned her, and Statlander came out to save her, and this feud must continue, I guess. I'm a- we saw that angle in New Japan recently, where, I, and I think it might have involved brass knuckles, where mm-hmm. they had a decoy they let the ref catch them with, and as the ref goes to throw it out, they hit them with their backup. We 100% yeah. just saw that, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't Probably mind that. It was just this. the match itself was kind of just okay. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely wasn't as good as their match before. Uh, glad to see, glad to see uh, Layla Hirsch get the win. And you know, I don't, I'm not against their the the feud that's going on right now. Um, but yeah, and I'm and definitely since uh, they're gonna bring something a little fresh, more fresh to the table with Chris Statlander changing her gimmick, and thank God she's dropping the alien thing. Do we know that? Know? I mean, I hope. I mean, what Maybe else she's is she going to do? Alien now. Maybe she's going to be like more realistic, and she's going to be like Scientologist or something like that. <laughs> Zeno. Yeah, it's just Zenu hey, or whatever uh, the fuck his name is. Zenu. Yeah, this is yeah. a second. The se- so the she's going to be a Scientology. baby face Scientologist. I don't know about that. Who who says she's going to be baby face? Maybe it, ultimately it'll lead to a heel turn, but who knows? Maybe. Okay, so hear me out. You get thirsty, so you're driving over to a gas station <laughs> oh, to get my something God. to drink. God. And as you're passing a strip mall in front of a one of those tax specialists, it's tax season, you see someone dressed up as the Statue of Liberty and they're twirling the little <laughs> sign with the arrow on it, oh, like no. over here, you know, whatever. You know, we guarantee the largest rebate. You know this is gonna get and cut. As, <laughs> as you look as you look close, you realize, wait a minute, that's le- that's legit Layla. So you stop and you say Legit Layla, is that you? She says, oh, hey, yeah, what's up? Oh, you're the first person to notice me. (laughs) And you're like, what are you doing out here? And she says, well, you know, I'm trying to get this new GPU. Got to pay the scalpers. (laughs) But, you know, we're only working a couple times a week, so here I am. You're like, oh, shit, well, see you. And she says, hey, you're a fan. Maybe you could do me a favor. Listen, this is a long story, but my sister is over at dance class, and I got to pick her up. Can I I borrow your car? Can I just go over there? It's just right down the street. You say, well, why don't I just give you a ride? And she tells you, no, she won't get in the car if there's someone else in it. Just just please, (laughs) I'm I'm begging you. And so against your better judgment, you give her your keys, and you sit on the curb, and she pulls away, and you're wondering – Oh, what did I do? What am I? What am I fucking doing? I can't believe I just did that. But sure enough, five minutes later, she rolls up with her little sister in the car. She gets out. She thanks you. She tells you that if AEW is ever in your town, to DM her and she'll give you tickets. And she leaves. And you're thinking, wow, that was a weird experience. That'll be a cool story. So later, when <laughs> you are parking your car, let me guess. There's gonna the be garage, a smell in the car. Let me guess. <laughs> Late, no, later you're parking the, the car in your garage and you're going inside. And before you go in your door, you realize there's on the grill of your car, there's blood and human hair stuck. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I just fucking, I don't just know. Watch, just polish it off, you know. Oh my God. Less said the better. <laughs> 
nobody would believe you yet. Oh like, what if the, the police came looking for your car and they're like, and they're like, what happened here? Well, I let legit Layla Hirsch borrow my car. <laughs> would you actually say legit? Yeah, <laughs> say legit. Legit Layla Hirsch, AEW wrestler, <laughs> borrow my car. This. <laughs> Oh I thought I straight up thought you were going somewhere else. Like you get you pull up and you, there's like a smell and there's just a fucking turd in the back seat of the car or something. Like you're a fucking shit. You just left the shit. Oh my god. Okay. What was next on the card, man? Okay. Um uh we have a quick backstage uh interview of Jade. She's doing some celebration for being 30 and oh. Uh nothing really to say about that. Uh, then we have Thunderosa, which Tony Shivani immediately you know before she can you know celebrate her championship win vicky raro interrupts you know i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry legit layla turd (laughs) oh my god God, dude it's like the cleanest Uh, never mind oh my god okay long story short for for this segment uh uh thunder rosa and yeah um Legit Layla Turd's going to have to wait a little bit if she wants to be in line for a title match. <laughs> Main event time. John Silver uh, and Alex Reynolds versus Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Uh, Daniel Garcia is actually not in most of this match. Jericho was actually in for the, the long haul of it. Uh, this was a little sloppy in parts, but there were some cool segments, uh, especially from uh, John Silver. He can always do like a lot of cool stuff that like are always like surprising for like someone with that physique. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, eventually, um, Garcia tags in, and they take out uh, Reynolds, and they win. Good for John Silver for being in the main event on Dynamite. Uh, this moves the JAS story along, and I was completely burned out by the middle of this match, and I was kind of disappointed that the show was over. With the you know ended that in that the show ended on this note. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Honestly, the uh, I did really enjoy seeing like um, Jericho work with these guys. Though to me, it, we we can say that like maybe it kind of we were kind of like fatigued or whatever. But I like this better than I liked the Sting, Darby, and the Hardys and all that stuff because this is how you work a match where you kind of elevate some guys a little bit, even if you if you're gonna work with them one off. And this is how like a match could have been structured uh, when they did. Um, you know when they when they had their match with Private Party because John Silver looked fucking good, man, and Jericho is bumping his ass off for him. And I know I know they're heels, but man, this was a really good way to fucking showcase those guys against some like a like a, a hot new fucking group. You know what I'm saying? Like going back to that, I don't think Private Party necessarily got elevated, but I think that Butcher and the Blade, especially Butcher, is getting elevated by his stuff with Darby. Yeah, I agree and with that. Yeah, pay attention to that. I do agree with that 100. percent Yeah, that's very true. Um, but so I, I like the way they did this. Um, I didn't, I, I thought like, uh, maybe it was a little weak at the end, but it wasn't bad to me. It wasn't bad. I actually, I actually really enjoyed this. I'm really liking the JAS stuff. Uh, I, and for all the criticisms that Jericho gets, Jericho is always trying to help the younger guys. Always. Every time I watch him in a match with somebody else, he's always giving them a lot. And, um, and sure. so I lo- I love that about him, honestly. So. And his new hair is absolutely gorgeous, <laughs> and and I know it smells like herbal essences. Last week it looked infected. 
<laughs> like, I don't, like yeah, so, had, yeah, not even quite healed up. He had yet. some work. He had to have some work done, right? I don't oh, know. No question. Yeah, he, he looked. He, he got. He looked so much yeah. different. Like he lost a lot of like uh like stuff in his like neck area, and then like he looked. He was in great shape. He really was. I mean, honestly, who cares? Like yeah. it's a. I mean, whatever. If you can, you can get. To- He's got the money. He's spending yeah. it on his presentation. Yeah. That's- you know, part of wrestling. If he can do it, more power to if, him. I, I always think it's really weird that people will criticize body mods and things like that. Like, well, like if people can get a tattoo to change the way they look and have it for the rest of their life, then somebody can get some fat sucked out of their fucking tits or whatever. If it's part of his business and he, you know, sees the investment as worthwhile and he's okay with doing it, yeah, do it. I got more power to him. I'm, I'm, I'm all behind that. Even, you know, even if it wasn't part of his profession, even if he just wanted to look better in his day-to-day life, like go for it, man. Go for it. Anybody, anyone. I'm supposed to go in for a new Adam's apple implant. I've always been dissatisfied with the size of my Adam's apple. Oh yeah. It costs, you were going in for one of those like dick pumps that to help your erections, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Just the push buttons. (laughs) Do you remember that? Old. I didn't realize how long those have been around, by the way. I stumbled onto guys in the war, like in World War II in Korea, that had been castrated by mines and shrapnel and stuff. Jesus. And were, that's, that's when it kind of became prominent. I know that's a fucking Holy tangent fuck. and a half. I, speaking but, yeah. of tangent, dude, remember the show How To with John Wilson? Really great show, by the way. Yes. Not yeah. wrestling related, but fucking fantastic. But there's that episode where the guy fucking was circumcised and he's trying to get his forced skin back. So he came up with that product. People trying to reverse circumcision and it's fucking yeah. insane. That episode is so insane. Well, this but was yeah, a tangent. tangent. An absolute tangent. Anyone here hanging a skirt? Anybody? <laughs> Any, uh, yeah, anybody wants? Anybody out there? You want to fix your fucking dick? Go for it. We support you. We'll put the, we'll put we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Oh my god. Will that be like a considered an endorsement or I don't know? I think oh so. my where's god! The, yeah. yeah, where's the money? We need to get. We need. Yeah, we need to get partnered. Yeah, up. It's time to get <laughs> some sponsors. Wanna, do you guys want to talk about di- the third hour of Dynamite, aka Rampage, or do you want to yeah. talk about the cup? Yeah, let's, 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 right, let's, yeah, let's go through Rampage. Yeah, let's go through Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we open up with Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, this was uh, they they um commentary really put over that they had that previous match i think was it like for the initial like tnt title tournament or something uh this was pretty good right. uh they, and they were talking about how that was like was classic between these guys and this was also pretty good though i liked it uh i think you did mention that you thought that dustin might have gotten hurt eardrum busted did we look into that are we 100 percent sure i mean- He's putting it on his social media. It could, you know, he could be working it, but he's putting it on his social media, and that's what everyone is reporting. Okay, all right. He's got. He talked about it. He made a post, and his ears all bandaged up, and he talked about he how his eardrum was busted in the match. He had the also blade too, because I saw the part when he went and put and hit, right. when he hit him against the the, the stairs, mm-hmm. and then Lance walked away, and he was like flexing and shit. I was like, okay, he's bleeding, and or he's blading, mm-hmm. and then when they went back, he was bleeding. So I thought like maybe he did both. I don't fucking know. Like they were It could have been. Yeah. It could have been he bladed and also he busted his eardrum in the same match. Insane. I wonder what spot it it's, was. I love I love fucking Dustin, man. I do too. So good. I, I just really root for that guy. He's seems like such a good guy. He works so hard. He's so great and forget his age. Like he's so great. Mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. to watch his matches. Wish he did more. I understand that he doesn't understand why they're not I'm sure he has a big say in that. But man, I fucking love this guy. He's just one of my favorite people he's a, to root for in wrestling right now. He's a top tier wrestler. He really, really, really is. And he has that like 
he has that like old school classic style from like the fucking like the um mid 90s fucking style mm-hmm. that fucking main event style that he works and he's so fucking good but he's so modern too like he knows how to do some modern shit and but man like you can't really he doesn't match look out of place with these guys he really doesn't and like he looks ageless and i don't know if that's the face paint or what but he looks ageless and he always looks like he's uh he belongs in the, belongs there he's really tall he's he's in good shape like yeah, keeps his ass in shape. Yeah, man. keeps love this guy. He really does. Yeah, he's awesome. And this was a cool- fucking love this guy. And I I understand the Mark and me wants him to get like a feel good TNT title push or, oh, yeah. or run or something. Mm-hmm. I understand why they don't do it again, but the fact that I want that so <laughs> bad just is it just tells how you know much I love this guy. <laughs> how good he is too. It's testament how good he is. Yeah. Oh, he and you know his all of his matches would be terrific. Mm-hmm. This his this uh this match ruled because it's good. They put two Texas guys together. They knew what they were doing here with the booking, and uh, there was just a lot to enjoy from any from fans of both of them. Everybody in there was from fucking Texas, probably. So, like, well, uh, it's a smart, and Dustin gets the win. It's a yeah, yeah it's Dustin a, gets the win, and it's yeah. a smart way to book too, because like you know you like you want to portray these guys like, you know at a certain level, right? And like Lance Archer is obviously someone who they like to you know bring in every so often to like have like those big title matches and whatnot, but you don't want to like just keep going to that well. So yeah, he needs to like eat a loss every so often, but I would, I would love to see like what, who put this together, who like who put this together. Cause it was like such yeah. good booking because, because Lance loses, he lost in a really fucking like, yeah, Jack, like then, yeah, it was like a, it was like a really good, like believable way, but then he like immediately got his heat back and I was interested in seeing more between them going forward. You know, I want to oh, see sure. what's next. It didn't like hurt this. This loss didn't hurt Lance at all, and it absolutely made Dustin look great. And I'm stoked. I am absolutely stoked to see them do something again. Next up, we had a Jay Lethal interview. He talks about how he's only had two losses to Adam Cole and Ricky Starks, who cheated to beat him, so he should feel good about himself. But he doesn't, and he repeatedly says that he needs to find a better way. So it sounds like we might get, be getting like a. Jay Lethal repackaging maybe into uh crap what was uh, what was his I hope, man I really hope they don't do black machismo or rehash that I I I hope he's I hope it's it's time for him to evolve he's great another top tier wrestler and he is absolutely due for a fucking like evolution of his character and who he is and stuff like that so I'm ready to see that I don't want to see black machismo I don't want to see that again it's silly it's fun it was fun while it lasted but like. Let's see something else. They would get a cheap pop with that. Mm-hmm. No question. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't do it. I got, I hope they don't do it too. I feel like all in when he did that stuff was like the perfect, like swan song for that character and mm-hmm. uh, time to move on. He's amazing. So don't waste him. Next up, we have Fuego in the ring. He cuts a promo. Thanks the fans for believing in him. Says that he's ready to fight the house of black. The house of black comes out and destroys him. <laughs> I'm fucking awesome <laughs> i guess Every, anytime yeah. you see fuck anytime you see fuego, fuego del sol get shit on it's fucking awesome so <laughs> uh the the key to the segment though is after the beatdown, the dark order comes down to confront the house of black so that seems to be the next uh match that we're gonna get out of the house of black is against the dark order thank heavens that they chose this version of the dark order with uh with Stu grayson he's really good and he really needs to be he he's a he he would look great against these guys because mm-hmm. he's he looks like a fucking real dude. The other guys not so much, but um, he's the perfect perfect guy to be in the mix there. I think 
quick men of the year promo they say that they're ending the open challenge for the tnt title so i guess we'll see how those matches will look like going forward that's interesting because i thought like um i thought that scorpio sky was going to be a really good person to ha- hold the title and do those open challenges because he's so good like he would have those quality matches mm-hmm. and not that he's not going to have those quality matches but uh, i'm interested to see where they go with this and i hope it's as good as be- like surprise great matches you know yeah, I think it might lean more towards like the rankings mattering, but we'll see. Next up, we had Red Dragon versus Angels and Ten from the Dark Order. Uh, this was a pretty quick match. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it. Red Dragon wins. They're the you know the tag team that's kind of on the rise. Uh, Post match, they kind of set up a you know a future rematch with Jurassic Express. We'll see when that happens. Uh, next up, we have a quick uh, Nyla Rose vignette. She talks about, you know, her taking off under Rosa, and she said that the disrespect was the entire point, Boneheads. That's why this- she did it. She has a quick squash match against, uh, what is it, Natalie uh, uh, she, she very- Ruskowski? Yeah. Natalie Rinkowski. Cool. The local, yeah, local she's, talent. She's, yeah. Is, she, is she students. from Texas? It's one of I Rosa's so. students. I know she's one of Rosa's students, but they use her on Dark all the time, I think. Um. Mm. So this is one of their could little developmental um, per- people, I think. I don't think she. I don't. I, she could be local. I'm not sure, but yeah, this was great. I mean, it's it's really good to see um, Nyla Rose getting better. Her promo was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, you get to see. Fi- I I felt like we're finally seeing some of that attitude and wittiness that she has on Twitter because she's got a really good Twitter. And uh, yeah, she fucking killed this girl. And that's what we need to see from Nyla Rose. I want to see Nyla Rose be more like Aja Kong or something, you know. And uh, this was close. Mm-hmm. This was closer to that. We're we're stepping towards that. I, I I hope she I hope she just continues to go that way. She's look she she looked great in this match. Yeah, I'd like to see her. You mentioned Aja Kong, and I I would like to see her binge watch Aja Kong and rip off as much as possible <laughs> and just come across as mean and fucking dangerous. Straight up, I need to see that. And you know what? I think I, in my head, I think about her versus versus uh, Thunder Rosa, and it sounds like a really good match on paper. So let's go! Yeah. Like like it, Thunder Rosa has that fire that would bring like some fucking violence and brutality and and stuff out of a good heel or out of a heel that is really sure. on the verge of being able to do that. So this could this could turn out really fucking good. I'm it could I'm gonna call it right now. It's this has the potential to be the biggest surprise of the year in, in terms of mm. women's wrestling. I guess we'll see. Um, quick note about the promo. Apparently Jericho agreed with you because he immediately after called Nyla Rose the sports entertainer of the week. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, wow, is she going to join up? Are we going <laughs> right? to get... Yeah, Dude, gotta... honestly, that's a good fit. Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose joining up with those guys. It's like kind of a good fit. Especially Vicky, right? I mean, it just fits yeah. right into like that you know brand of... Yeah, I mean, she was made by that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that makes sense, actually. But I don't know if that's going anywhere. Maybe it's just something he said, but... We then cool. get We then get QT Marshall bringing out Hook to receive a certificate of achievement. Says that he's not a selfish mentor like other people, and he's not jealous of his student. And you get all these, you deserve it chants. Hook comes down. They hand him the certificate. He immediately smashes Aaron Solo through the certificate and just leaves QT high and dry. Danhausen comes down, attempts to curse him, and Hook just no sells it and walks off. Has Hook's no selling gone too far? 
I'm just kidding. If he's no selling Dan Housen, no selling, no sell, he no sells the he no sells the Dan Housen curse. <laughs> Jericho was going nuts about this on commentary. He said, "What kind of powers does Hook have?" Yeah, he's really putting it over. Uh, this was silly. Um, I mean, I guess at least it made Hook look strong. And uh, I don't know if they were being sincere, if their characters were being sincere, or if Aaron Solo was about to double cross them or what, but. Or, or maybe they weren't, and they were—they really were sincere, and um, <laughs> we'll never know, right? <laughs> Joey trusts heels confirmed. No, I mean Hook just Hook Hook just beat him to the punch, and I yeah. thought that's good shit, I guess. And he leaves, and that's all he really needs to do. People fucking pop for this, and it was really corny, but you know, I don't understand what the Danhausen situation is. Is he like? Isn't Danhausen a huge baby face? Is this leading somewhere? Or is this just a random Danhausen appearance? Why is Danhausen wanting to curse Hook? Does anyone know? Sell t-shirts. Is that it? <laughs> just they needed Danhausen out there. I think so. Good That's Lord. what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. I just have no idea why this existed, or if it was just supposed to be random. I would have if I was booking this, and I was going to do this idea where they're presenting him with. A certificate of achievement. I would have done it right up against a commercial break because I just wouldn't have had Hook come out. <laughs> I would have just had them trailing off in the ring, looking at each other. And then it just cuts to commercial. Got to give the crowd what they back. want. You know, they want like, they wanted Hook. <laughs> Hook just straight up not show up. You know what? It come out. That would have, that could have that could have like let like drew it out a little bit more. They could have done that. And then next week they fucking talk about how Hook's a coward. You know, we weren't gonna double cross you. We promise. You're a coward for not coming out. You know, you're just scared of us and stuff like that. And then maybe then that would trigger Hook coming out and fucking him up or something. He's <laughs> fucked him up a lot, though, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to rob people of a Hook appearance either, so. True. And finally, we have the main event for the FTW Championship, Ricky Starks for Swerve Strickland. Uh, Ricky has this entourage behind the commentary desk. I think Taz said that it's, like, his dentist, his chiropractor, like, just a bunch of, like, weird people that he's, like, somehow associated with. Uh, they probably aren't really these people, but, you know, kayfabe. And uh, this match was really good, I thought. This was, I think, great for, like, both guys. They had, a, I think, a lot of good chemistry together. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Eventually, uh, Hobbs kind of, you know, intervenes a bit, hits Swerve, uh, and then uh, we hit the Rochambeau from Ricky. He wins, picks up the win. His entourage comes down with this big sign. You immediately see where this is coming Keith Lee grabs one of them and shoves him through the sign, and then we get this brawl with Keith Lee, uh, Swerve, and Team Taz. Uh, this match fucking ruled. Uh, Ricky Starks is fucking great. Absolutely fucking great, and I wasn't, you guys know if you listen um, to every episode, I wasn't super excited about Swerve, didn't have any problems with him or anything. I'm excited about Swerve now. He was so good in this match. Both of them were so good in this match. It was just fucking perfect they had unbelievable chemistry did you guys notice that apparently they've had matches elsewhere i'm not sure where maybe nwa or something like that or maybe somewhere before that but i will say that swerve certainly acquitted himself against charges of mediocrity straight up <laughs> yeah he looked like a star even from the moment he came out and he was getting in the ring and he was doing his little fucking like like a like shimmy he just oozed charisma and oozed like coolness and stuff like that like, holy fuck, thumbs up to Swerve, and Ricky Starks is just on another level when it comes to that kind of thing, and then he's great in the ring. This match was fucking awesome. Big thumbs up all around. So they've been teasing Keith Lee and Will Hobbs, but it kind of seems like 
we might get Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. They've been kind of teasing that fighting too. over that. Yeah, yeah, fighting over that FTW championship. I could absolutely see like, you know, Ricky Starks losing it to Keith Lee and then it finally leading to the big Will Hobbs Keith Lee match and then mm-hmm. Will Hobbs mm-hmm. winning it back off of him to keep it in Team Taz because they can't if they want Will Hobbs to be FTW champion, you can't just have him beat Ricky Ricky Starks, right? We've right, already sure. we've already done the like um the fucking infighting with uh with Brian Cage and stuff like that. Rest what the fuck happened? It's another guy. What <laughs> happened? To to say him? Rest in peace. I almost said rest in peace, but like it's cuz he's I, I I meant that like, you know. Supposedly what? they have plans that he'll be showing up for soon. I guess we'll see. Hmm. I heard that they picked up uh, his contract. Yeah, they picked up his year. option. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. What the hell? What's so, what's going on there? Maybe they're MJF and him, and just keeping him at home until <laughs> we forget about him. Straight up. Maybe some. Maybe that's uh, art. You know, imitating life there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I could see them. Maybe he. Maybe they have him replace Wardlow in the Pinnacle. Got it. MJF should have said that. He should have said, "Oh, fucking Brian Cage, you." I mean, Brian Cage basically just looks like like an evolved Dude. version of MJF. So. Dude, yeah, he's <laughs> he becomes the new Wardlow. Oh my god, he he's like goes backwards because <laughs> he used to have matches. <laughs> now he doesn't have matches. <laughs> I mean, he would work in that role. He yeah. would absolutely work in that role. He needs a mouthpiece. They- when they bring Wardlow back, it's just Brian Cage, but they call him Wardlow and they don't address. <laughs> they don't oh my address god, dude, dude, and he he grew out the ponytail. Oh, oh my, god. my god, dude, what if they did that like razor, like the fake razor and Diesel? Yeah. Oh my god, I'd be so on board. That'd be so funny. Tony Khan, book it. <laughs> All right. So let's. Um. So they've got um, a big dynamite this week that leads into. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, so we might get a Ring of Honor angle on this show. We'll Ooh, see. That would be cool. Oh, and you man, might get an was... AEW angle on that Ring of Honor too. Who knows? Straight up, <laughs> Absolutely. Dude. this is gonna be a yeah. wild week. Make sure, seriously, make sure you guys follow us on social media. We're gonna be covering the fuck out of this fucking weekend, and we're gonna be right there. The man on the street, mm-hmm. guy's gonna post That's some right. fan cams. Yeah, fucking I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're post TikToks and fucking Twitter shit and all sorts of stuff. So. Stay tuned for that. So, New Japan Cup. And unfortunately, guys, I think I'm going to have to dip out here in a minute. So I just want to say a few things about the New Japan Cup before I go. And for you guys, vamp it up and do a great job. We do not often enough mention Zack Sabre Jr.'s name when we're talking about the best and or most entertaining must-watch wrestlers in the world. I don't know why we forget about him, maybe <laughs> because he was doing tag team stuff, but his New Japan Cup run was incredible. Every match it really was, yeah. Saving for maybe 100%. the Great Ocon match, and, and, and I think that was maybe a philosophical mistake they made because Great Ocon had a, you know something of a mat wrestling background, a technical wrestling background that a lot of people forget about. I think that was a pretty big mistake from a kayfabe psychology standpoint and a schematic decision to have him try to mat wrestle zsj and beat him at his own game didn't make any sense and the match really suffered for that and i think zach was forced to kind of play down to that and the match felt awkward at times with that said other than that even his match with doki was incredible another clash with will osprey the first time i saw will osprey was in a zsj match and i was taken with him i had already seen zsj but oh my god the shingo match 
Oh shit! What a god! Run. The Shingo match was guy. unbelievable. Holy fuck! Oh my! God. I need to go back and it watch was, the Shingo it was, match. It was so perfect, like working the neck the whole time, and then they had the story going in with uh, with Shingo getting fucked up by Chase Owens' uh, package pile driver and barely making it to that round. And holy shit, this this match ruled! Oh my god! Like the finish of the New Japan Cup, the last. We'll, we'll just say from the quarterfinals on, made up for some of the opening round. I don't Might know, need to say semifinals because we weren't we weren't super big on Okada Hiroshima. Yeah, I, you know I like that I liked that more than you guys. Really, okay. I did. Yeah, okay. I did. I didn't think it. I didn't think it was bad at all. Okay, I didn't. Uh, I, we a, didn't say was, it was bad. We was just said it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was as good as I would have imagined. There was one awkward spot that didn't come off, and the crowd didn't understand what was going on. Um, but I think they got out of that okay, and I I thought it delivered for a quarterfinal match. I, I yeah, this this cup wound up terrific. Do you guys just want to mention the winner, or did you want to go through it? Let's go through it. Yeah, we can go through a bit. Um, I kind of like. Let's go back to that uh, ZSJ versus Osprey match because I really love the finish of this. One of my mm-hmm. biggest peeves in wrestling, basically the equivalent for me, like what when Joey always talks about like the thigh slapping or knees, you know, leg slapping when they do super kicks. I hate when wrestlers do that, like weird, like thing where it looks like they're tapping out, but it doesn't count thing where like, cause it's like too light of a tap, but like, that's how that match ended. And like, will Osprey's running with it. Like, oh, I didn't really tap out. I was just trying to get leverage to uh, right. move. And like, yeah. so that obviously they turned that into rematch. something, mm-hmm. but like, I liked also that like, that was how he tapped out. Like, yeah, he looks like he's tapping out. Ref called it as a tap out. Holy because shit! It annoys me if, what it's not called. If they're running with that, like, man, this is where the booking really came together for the New Japan Cup because what they did, and we haven't talked about the winner yet, but they set up like just a red hot title scene with everything that went on. Like, holy shit, it's gonna be fucking red hot. Red hot well, if they book it right. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, if, if if they do the safe thing, we're going to get another rematch in a long series. Mm-hmm. But. Again, I guess we're not spoiling, but we can we can m- might as well. It. I think we'll it's, get, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's, <laughs> okay, we'll get there. Let's 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 go ahead and talk. The suspense about. builds. Yeah, let's go ahead. On and, Monster Pop. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about. It. Let's talk about the final. So, well, well, Okada and Naito, mm-hmm. another oh, yeah, match that's... in their series in the semifinal. This was awesome. What'd you think? This was fantastic. Yeah. I was legit like. I was legit. I legit popped when on the finish because Naito, you didn't like. Even though he was winning every match with a with a roll up, um, he it was still fucking exciting when he finally got it. Like that was just that was excellent. That was just I don't know. This you're right, man. This might have been one of my favorite matches of theirs. It might be my favorite match that they've had. I loved it. I thought so too, Doc. What did what did you think? Where do you place this in the um, Naito Okada clashes that you've witnessed? I haven't seen all of them. I like this more than their last one, uh, which was also really good. But yeah, I think this was really good. And I think again, like you know, I like the storytelling there with like him winning like all these matches mm-hmm. on the roll up, um, and and it was kind of it led to an interesting thing. We'll talk about the final too and how that match uh, played out because ZSJ usually wins with you know submissions and stuff like that, and. Uh, or roll-ups and weird, like, you know, leverage pins mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's kind of interesting that we're set up for this final, right, where you have two guys who have been, you know, throughout this tournament getting sort of, I wouldn't say fluke wins, but getting wins that kind of come out of nowhere to some extent. 
and that and that sets up the finish and, and i'm glad you mentioned that because it's relevant to how they did exactly. ultimately finish the final but so, okay zsj shingo yeah. where is this match if you're going to if you're going to rank matches in the 2022 cup i'd where say is this match ranking for you it's it's in the top it's in the top two but i, I can't okay. i can't decide i can't decide between ishii shingo or mm-hmm. um shingo zsj these are two the two yeah, that's pro- a coin coin toss for me these man. are wow. the two best these are the two best matches in the entire cup uh including the um the main event or, or including including the um the final which was also really good yeah. but yeah these last the fucking semifinals ahead were just fucking awesome holy shit the best yeah the best matches were the final shingo zsj uh zsj osprey naito okada and shingo ishii so those were those five matches if you're going to if you're just going to watch five from this <laughs> cup you're going to be blown away yeah it's uh i yeah absolutely and this uh what, what ended up happening um zsj beat beat shingo uh he beat him with a sleeper he was working on his neck the entire match god what a master class in storytelling and psychology absolute fucking master class I love the way ZSJ like works on body parts too. Yeah. It's not it's not particularly subtle or anything. It's it's obvious what he's doing. It leads into the finish. Sometimes he works a couple body parts because you know you gotta like leave your options open. But it's always like I always like how clear it is. The direction of his matches are always like really clear. Yeah, and I really it, appreciate that. Is, and then Shingo, right? it's Shingo's not, it's a not master. Boring. Yeah, it's, yeah, and he's it's not boring. ZS, he, ZSJ is a technical technical wrestler. Yes. But man, he's a fucking showman. Absolutely, and Shingo is just probably the best in the world, straight up, and or at least up top, mm. top three for sure. And yeah. man, the way the 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 final spot, the uh, the sleeper spot, the way they got into it, man, and then they were up on the on the on the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. and then he came down on ZSJ, and ZSJ let go of it for a second and then grabbed it. It looked so ruthless, like so it looked cool, yeah. like it was like a fucking like it was like somebody trying to get out of a fucking like like a like a snake's grip, you know what I mean? Like a, like mm-hmm. a, you know, like what's, yeah, what's the word like for that? Mongoose. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. It looked like he was trying to get out. He was struggling. Uh, Shingo is a master of selling. He's a master of psychology. And this was just fucking jaw dropping to watch. Loved it. Loved this fucking match so much. Um, yeah. And that, that, that's puts us uh, with ZSJ in the finals. And like Thanks we talked Naito. about, yeah. And we got the, uh, we got a, a great match in, in Okada and Naito and that, puts him in the finals and so uh yeah zsj versus naito that brings us to that yeah this match was awesome i thought like, there's just so much uh cool bits in it uh it, it's it it never had a dull moment and again like you know davy we're kind of talking about how like technical wrestlers kind of have like somewhat of a boring rap because they, they work a slower style but that really didn't happen here you had some mm. lockups but they all felt like there's motion there's things happening uh, you know, Naito's trying to get out and, you know, or get or does get out most of the time up until like the finish. Right. Um, and uh, like I think well, like the sh- most shocking thing about this finish, right, is like ZSJ is a kind of wrestler who can end a match with you know, a thousand Anything. different moves. Yeah. yeah like, so the but the last thing I expected him to win a match with. Was the Zack driver. <laughs> Power move he beats him with a power, <laughs> which move. is fucking so cool. insane, which yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah, the fucking Michinoku driver he got when he was managed from uh, managed with uh, by uh, Taka Michinoku, and uh, fuck, it was so good, man. I love you know one of the reasons one of the reasons why it's not boring when you watch ZSJ 
it's not because of how good he's doing everything, but it's also like the transition when they move mm-hmm. from 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 hold to hold because he they like his opponents often have really good counters as well, especially in the Shingo match. They fucking did the coolest counters. And Naito did too. Yeah, Naito did too. Oh my gosh, but like he gives he gives a lot in his matches. Like you mm-hmm. see in, in, in standard like psychology, you'll see like a hope spot. You'll see the baby face trying to fight from underneath and then they'll they'll um, fight their way to like a hot comeback and stuff like that. He gives these like really subtle hope spots where the um, where his opponent will will do some kind of really cool counter that's almost on the level of a ZSJ. And then he always shuts them down by his own just fucking eye popping counter. And that's why it's like constantly exciting. And I think there's a lot of like subliminal storytelling there when he does those kinds of transitions and stuff like that, because it's kind of speaking to you, like telling your brain like, oh, there's hope here. This fucking thing is happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And listen, I got to run. But last thing before I go, Mm -hmm. New Japan doesn't fuck around when. When they've got a title match coming up, when someone wins this cup, they get to it quick. Yeah. We're so used to waiting until the next pay-per-view or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hyper Battle is April 9th, ZSJ, Okada for the title. Man, I'm fucking excited. I'm so excited ready. for that one, guys. So ready for that. And I will be back this weekend to to do some coverage of the shows that we attend. I've had an awesome time, dudes. All right. Yeah. Take care, All man. Right. Fuck yeah. See you later. later. Adios. All right. So... That brings us to questions. Well, uh, let's, Mo- let's actually, okay. let's, uh, I had a couple other things I wanted to say. Like, sure, sure. We kind of talked about the booking a bit mm-hmm. um, with like the red hot title scene. Again, like I think really we're talking about if ZSJ wins the big one, right? He beats right. Okada. Because you'll have a ton of match. You'll have like him and Naito as a potential because mm-hmm. Naito beat Okada, the current champion. Yeah. Um, and you'll have him and Osprey probably. Osprey you'll even have an, you'll even have title. another, you'll have another Shingo match too because. Sure. Because there's always, there's that question of there's that question of uh, uh, Shingo going into the match with his fucked up head, you know, with with uh, with Chase Owens, you know, doing damage to the neck and stuff like that. Well, they that. had a so, bit of history too with like the G one and like the mm-hmm. aftermath of that. Too. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, they so th- yeah, it sets up a red hot title scene, and uh, I really do think that this is Zach's time. I think he's gonna win the win the big one finally. It's been a long time coming. And it's somebody that I think that they've been behind for a long time. He's this is his second New Japan Cup win. Like it's time. Yeah. It is hundred percent time for ZSJ to win the big one. This is going to be fucking awesome. I'm I also stoked. liked. Uh, this was a minorish thing, but uh, on it looked like on Japanese commentary they had Taichi, his tag partner there. Mm-hmm. And he came out afterwards, you know, celebrated with him. You know, got cold drinks with him. I thought that was a nice little touch. Like it's kind of nice to see. Yeah. You know, camaraderie the, and like a tag yeah. team, especially when one's kind of going off to like focus on like a singles career exactly i mean they're doing exactly what fucking uh evil and, and sonata were doing you know at first until you know evil turned on <laughs> turned yeah. on the lij but yeah so yeah that was that was the new japan cup it was really long uh it was there was some stuff that was hard to get to but ultimately these last couple of days of matches are definitely kinds of matches that you should go out of way, your way to watch fucking just jaw-dropping action and just a master class in professional wrestling. Absolute. So good. So fucking good. Uh, so that brings us to our questions this week. Do we have some questions we got to talk about? Yes. I've got the first one from Comrade Bard at Monster Pop Pod. In light of the recent Blood Hunt playtest, Joey wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> which vampire clans do you think a few popular wrestlers would theoretically belong to? Though, for all we know, they could actually be real vampires keeping up the 
masquerade slash kayfabe. That's true. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, Blood Hunt is like my favorite game. It's something that I play a lot of on my live stream, and um, I'm very much a nerd for. I'm very much a nerd for the uh, the World of Darkness and the Vampire the Masquerade lore and stuff like that. And what's funny is this actually could work because uh, there has there there was actually a, a wrestler that was created by World of Darkness and White Wolf Entertainment uh, that created Vampire the Masquerade. So there was actually a wrestler. Um, the clan is uh, there's a clan in Vampire the Masquerade called Gangrel, and we all know that there's a wrestler called like named Gangrel. What's funny is he wasn't really a Gangrel clan kind of rest like a mm-hmm. character, but he was created by White Wolf. And I don't know how that worked, if they licensed them to WWE, because I remember you would always see like at the end of the show, like it would say like Gangrel created by White Wolf and in- 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 Inc. or whatever. And I thought that was really funny. So there actually is Vampire the Masquerade lore within WWE or in pro wrestling. And he's still out there doing shit now, which is insane. But there are now, what, there have... what clan would you describe like Gangrel? And I guess like the brood by extension when that was a, a faction. What you would, know, what clan do you think they were in? Uh, you know, I would say that they were uh they were Tremere because Tremere are the they're like they're like blood mages and stuff like that. They came out with like the red um they came out with like the red fucking lighting and they had the long jackets and the sunglasses. And That's the very much yeah, the fire, and that's very much a Tremere thing. And then, of course, they did like the bloodbath, where they had the blood fall on somebody and like shower them mm-hmm. with blood. Like, uh, that's <laughs> I'd say that they were definitely Tremere. The House of Black, definitely, uh, they use the darkness for their powers and stuff like that. That's a hundred percent La Sombra. La Sombra, they they use the darkness for their for their powers and things like that. I mean, obviously, they don't have the curses and things like that. But um, I mean, yeah. That black mist, you know, it seems to have some curse-like properties. That's true. You're right. It has some curse-like properties, and he, he spits it out, and it's black mist. It's, that's that's hundred percent La Sombra for sure. So there's actually there's a lot you could fit people into almost anywhere. I think. Um, but yeah, th- those are uh, those are the ones that that come to mind right off the bat. But yeah, we could have a, a lot of fun. But, you know, what I'm about, at the uh, risk of sounding extremely nerdy here. What about, wasn't there a guy, like Kevin Thorne? Kevin Thorne, yeah, was a wrestler. He had nothing to do with Vampire the Masquerade. I don't know where he would fit as a vampire. Maybe him and his girlfriend, maybe Malkavian. They were kind of nuts, you know? So maybe. Maybe, Mal- maybe Malkavian, you know? I don't know. It's hard to say. But <laughs> I'm trying to think. But, um, yeah, there were some good ones. I'd say, like, Damien Sandow. Would have been uh, would have been Ventrue, <laughs> <laughs> like the real uppity kind of characters. Same with yeah. MJF would ab- absolutely be Ventrue. Uh, CM Punk would be closer to Gangrel than anything else. Actually, yeah, Gangrel or Bruja or something like that. Oh my god, yeah. We'll have, to, like, we'll have to go through like a live stream where we do like a tier list, except it's just, oh my like, god. The if there's people the that list. really want to know, we can keep going. But yeah, there's it, it, you can actually absolutely fucking. Uh, uh, fit that kind of thing into um into wrestling it definitely applies <laughs> i like that that's that's true too the masquerade is basically kayfabe so uh but that's gonna be our questions for this week um if you have any more questions send them in t- uh tweet us tweet us them uh with the hashtag at ask you can send it to our email monsterpop at gmail monsterpoppod at gmail.com you can send it to us on instagram you can send it to us literally anywhere. We will see it and we will 
uh, we will cover it on this show. We will answer your questions. So um, make sure you send those in. And also go ahead and follow us on all that stuff. We have a ton of WrestleMania weekend coverage coming up. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow all of our socials so you know when everything gets uploaded. And you can follow all of our videos and things like that. So, so thank you guys so much for listening. And this is Reclaim Joey. Well, Reclaim Joey with EOD. Dr. Destruction. PhD. Dr. Destruction PhD. The Doc, the Egghead, uh, saying, may your week be filled with many monster pops. See you guys later.